Hello, everybody. My name is Timmy Gibson. I'm the host of The Timmy Gibson Show, and I'm so excited for part two of Peckers. Come on, somebody. <laughs> Peckers and Pyramids. Pe Peckers and Pyramids. Um, so last week, for those of you that joined us last week, we kicked off this new series called Peckers, which is four guys, whiskey and cigars, though we really don't have cigars because we can't smoke cigars in my apartment. But we're thinking about cigars. Um, and we're going to talk about uh, political shit today. Yes, we are. Yeah. So uh, anybody... Um, Anybody vote for Trump in the room? <laughs> Would you admit you it if you your, did? You said that was your pickup line, uh, right? I love that. Let's last. just that, start that, off nice and easy. Just stretch with the, the that, Trump <laughs> start. That literally is uh, that is my pickup line. It's on my it's on my dating app. <laughs> if you voted for Trump, swipe right on me. No, I'm teasing. He played the Trump card. I you know so if you don't mind admitting this, so just I'll admit that I didn't vote. I yeah. I, I literally. I was like, no way I'm voting for either of these fuckers. That, mm. That's just me. So my vote was to just not vote. It's fair. Anybody else vote? And no, you want to admit it? I, I, uh, this is actually the second election where I was like, I don't feel confident voting for either of these two fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't vote yeah. this election. No, I, I'm right there with you. Uh, yeah. But some of that, I just claim like personal ignorance. So I, I, that's a lot of investment of negativity to start investing in what everyone's doing yeah. right and wrong. Yeah. I, I can't even keep track of myself. <laughs> what about uh, you? I did vote and um, <laughs> voted for Biden. And, you know, I, I think I said this last week, I've been Republican uh, my entire life, probably more because of just, you know, alignment with what I thought was the party of conservative values. But, and, you know, would have propped the Democrats up as just liberal leaning, you know, socialists, right. Socialists <laughs> going to destroy the earth and, you know, don't care anything about God or anything, you know, and, and I uh, certainly have, have learned that's not the case, but I, I say all that to say that I probably, you know, there was significant amount of my vote was a vote against Trump and some of the things that I felt like were happening at a deeper level, not even at a policy level. Um, and so voted for Biden this time. I voted voted for Hillary in 2016, but, no like, shit. but I really felt bad about that. <laughs> I did. That was, uh, yeah, that was a tough election. That was an instant regret. That was a real tough election. It was an instant regret. I just felt like, you know, I'll give, I'll give credit to Michelle, my wife. She's a, you know, she's really wants people, you know, to be engaged and thinks that you should be. And, and um, you know, I credit her for the fact that I probably would have abstained on that vote, but yeah. didn't and and just but didn't want to go the Trump route then and voted for Hillary. But, yeah, you're right. I was a lot of buyer's remorse right after that. Uh, and I'm the guy that pisses everyone off. I'm a pretty <laughs> staunch third party voter. Yeah. Uh, I, I really think we need a third party. And, uh, you know, everybody says, oh, you threw your vote away. Or, but, you know, I live in Kansas. Trump carried the state by 15 percent without my vote. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I think it's important that like on the national level, we get more third party voter turnout. And, yeah. you know, I mean, long term, I'd really like to see us not have two camps shooting at everyone in between. Oh, you my know? God. A hundred percent. Steve, that a matter of fact, that's what we're talking about today is politics and the, the uh, polarizing of the political parties. I mean, I, I, it's it's all it feels like. Democrats and Republicans are enemies. I mean, it's like, it's like, it's all the government. It's all human beings. You know, it's the world. 
shouldn't we be more together on this? I mean, we're the United fucking States. Like, how is it that we're like so polarized that you, you can't, you can't, you can't not see it. Like I can't right. watch any kind of news or any kind of anything where I just heard something Pelosi. <laughs> oh dear. I have my opinions there, but anyway, Pelosi <laughs> said something and she said, well, the, you know, the Republicans just won't get on board. That's why this wasn't happening. That's why we, it's why we can't help the American people. Right. And I'm like, fuck you. You don't, <laughs> what the fuck? Like, that's not, that's just so polarizing. Yeah. You know, I'm like, really, really Nancy. Is that, is that what, is that what's going on? It's just those fucking Republicans. Right. If they would just get out of the way, it'd all be good. I'm with you, Steve. I'm, I'm like, fuck the, fuck the parties. Let's, let's, let's just, or a third party or like, or just mm -hmm. vote on, uh, uh, what do they call it? Vote on policy, policy and not, yeah, not actually, party. I mm -hmm. think it'd be really interesting and eye opening if you took the party piece of it away. Because if you're just then, because then we wouldn't even be talking, the, 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 the topic would be, let's talk about immigration where oh, you feel, but we immediately put ourselves in one of these two camps and then, and, and, you know, this is where I hope some of the conversation goes today is just, I think it's much deeper than, than the party affiliation. It's, it's a lot about who we are as individuals and how we, I see our own identity and maybe the narrative or the story that we're trying to create in our own lives. Um, you know, I've listened to some podcasts on, you know, the how certain people that affiliate with certain parties are wired and, and fascinating that, you know, again, this is the law of averages at play here, but you know, they can, they can almost determine, you know, that if you're a liberal, you're probably going to take yoga and yeah. Right. And what kind of dog that you might have and where you might live and what kind of a car you drive, you know, you know, a Subaru and is very much more aligns with the Democrat. Now, again, you know, there's always going to be these outliers sure. and there's, it's a generalization. But when you think about it, it's true. When you look at the political map on election night and the reason they're able to call some of these, these wins, right. Is because they know that certain, all, a lot of liberal left leaning democratic people populate in a certain area. Yeah. And they're going to be more in urban areas. And when you look at the the pop the vote that went for Trump, it was in very rural areas, right? Right. And you think about what is the persona of someone that lives in in a rural area? Well, it's not Timmy Gibson I'm looking at right now. Right. You know this this hip guy that uh, you know all tattooed up. It's a very you know value driven um, you know person that that uh, you know enjoys certain types of things. And I think even down to just you know, and again, this is probably, you know, interesting for people to look into, but, you know, whether or not people like Republicans or conservatives like open-ended uh, prose or poems or, you know, or do they like things that are more aligned and that, you know, or, or and ambiguity is not the Republican or conservative's friend, you know, right. these are all things that are very interesting to me. And it makes me think that our political values are much deeper than just policy. Yeah. Well, I love that. I've actually never heard that said like that, that just, just remove the parties. Right. And just have yeah. candidates that we vote for right. based upon what the fuck you going to do. Right. You know, rather than what are you going to do? I don't know, but I'm going to be fucking better than that guy. Yeah. Like that's what you're running on. Like that's right. your, that's your campaign. Yeah. Like vote for me because that fucker sucks. Yeah. <laughs>
that that I, I find that fascinating. And I'm not political. Uh, I have no political uh, knowledge really outside of just the general basics. But maybe Steve does. Steve's the the, the yeah. intellectual one here. <laughs> Why do we even have parties? Do you know? Like, how did that even come about? Well, I mean, really, Washington <laughs> warned us against parties that his farewell address and uh, they popped up the next election. <laughs> I started laughing because I was like, only Steve out of this group would know that Washington didn't want it, right? Yeah, he very clearly warned us against political parties, you know, but we're not good at listening. And when you're playing politics on a national level, you need a means of organization, you know? So the political parties, they have their origin stories, you know? I mean, early on it was federalists and anti-federalists and this was the core of what we stood for and you know we've just maintained that dualistic mm -hmm. entrenchment you know but you know they've taken such a horrible turn the last 50 years in this country it, hey guys know. i'm gonna need to run real quick <laughs> <laughs> i they, gotta go they found i'm us. sorry <laughs> i'm just glad they're here for you not me yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sorry steve go ahead but no i mean they've taken a horrible turn in the last 50 mm. years in this country you know i mean when i was young we were taught we didn't discuss politics and polite conversation mm. now we nail our aunt to the cross on facebook because mm. we don't like who she's voting for you know, we've we've got, we've taken the conversation from something that we have internally in align with our own morals and made it something that we blast on in the public. And, you know, the thing is, we, we have two things at play here. OK, first of all, it's almost like we have two very powerful and well-funded entities that have vested interest in staying mm -hmm. in power. And you do that by making sure that nobody that's not one of the two powerful entities gets any power. And the other thing is, is we have uh, media readily available everywhere and that mm -hmm. media you know it's not like back in the old days where you bought a newspaper in the morning right all right now they're paid per view all right facebook does not care if you're on their platform and you're looking through pictures of your grandkids and your heart's filled with love if you're or if you're on that platform nailing your aunt to the cross all they care is that you're there all right they did very well last quarter <laughs> uh, they, yeah they did yeah and so we have these political parties. I mean, originally just for organizational means, you know, because yeah. we had big distances in the country. We had to send messages. Someone had to organize locally. But, you know, they've sustained it. They've become a lot more uh, malicious, you know, a lot more dualistic, you know, because just everything about how we communicate and what we consume and uh, what honestly what makes people rich, you know, has to do with keeping us plugged into you know facebook the you know fox cnn all them you know because that's how they make their money now you know right. i mean when when it was subscription based like with cable tv you know as long as you bought the subscription they didn't really care if you were watching the show or not i mean yeah. it, it, it hurt their advertising revenue for sure but you know enough people could reliably turn in but now you know they need to see this ad this ad this ad and, you know, I mean, if you watch The Social Dilemma oh, on oh, Netflix. Oh, yeah. my yeah. gosh, that, that was, was good. Awesome. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm check it out. Yeah. Yeah. However, in fairness, I am a Facebook shareholder. <laughs> 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 oh, you bastard. In all fairness. Yeah. So get back online because your aunt is going to vote next election. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, that, that, that brings up an interesting point because I, I don't 
it seems that the news, my my opinion or what I think I see, is very slanted. I feel like the news, except for Fox, is liberal. Is am I am I misreading this somehow, some way? I mean, Facebook, mm-hmm. um, you know, Twitter, you know, uh, banning or blocking Trump and and anything that Trump said and define and, liberal in your mind. I'm interested. Um, well, liberal Democrat. I mean, when I think well, of, I guess in the in the context that you said, everybody except Fox is liberal. So you know, I I read like in favor know, of Biden. It's like only Fox is the only place you can find anybody trying to go yay for Trump. Right. <laughs> Pretty much everybody else fucking hates the dude. That's I mean that's just I what I think I noticed. It, it 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 is. I mean I you know talking to some of my other buddies that that they were big Trump supporters. I started to you know because of them I started to go to Fox News on. I mean I go to Wapo. I go to New York Times. You know uh, I watch CNN. You know, again, these are all considered left-leaning, you know, organizations, and they challenged me, you know, to say that it's, you know, there's this, you know, filtering of or censoring of some of the the new stuff, and I was like, okay, and so I started going to Fox News all the time, and or, or just to, to also balance my view out, and it, they're right, there is different stories definitely on there, but I guess the thing that I push back on is when you have someone that's just spewing lies and you know, false information. It's like, then I go to my Trump friends and they're saying like, well, why isn't anyone covering the Hunter Biden laptop thing? And I'm like, because from a journalistic standpoint, there's nothing there yet. I I know listeners are going to be like, oh, up in arms right now, right? But but I'm saying when you look at the criteria that they've been asked to put forth to make, say like, is this really news? They need to have sources that they can confirm. When they go to those sources, can they determine whether or not the person's telling the th- and so when some of those things start to break down they start to think ah this seems a little light on substance and they're not going to put something light on substance but when you look at the opposite of fox back to steve's point about you know as you were talking i think we love to put our people in parties because it gives us an identity whether mm-hmm. it's in the uh, protestant world of i'm a methodist i'm a baptist i'm you know presbyterian we when I was growing up, I thought the Presbyterians, I thought they were probably, you know, bad because they were Baptists. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I had no idea, you know, that we shared all these common things, you know. Again, to take away the fact that you don't have to label them a Methodist and say, tell me what you believe about Jesus. And we're probably like, that's what I believe. So why do I, you know, why did I think that you guys were wrong? And so I think when you, when, when it seems to me that the play in the conservative party, and this is one of the things that I struggle getting around my mind wrapped around it, is that they're okay putting out these little snippets of false information that maybe can't be vetted with the robust news rigor that I'm used to. And they're okay with that. They're okay if the Hunter Biden story breaks down a little bit because there might be a snippet of truth to it. And this is all we got. And I don't know that WAPO and New York Times, because of their, again, standards, can do that. And so they're going to filter out those types of stories. And then to the common user that a Trump voter loves to think that you're filtering stories and it's not true. And I think I just don't know that that's really true. I'm not going to go around spreading a rumor about something that I think about Steve when I don't know that it's really true. But it doesn't seem to be the conservative party right now. It seems 
let's spread as many rumors as we can about Steve because there's a little <laughs> bit of maybe truth there, and it doesn't matter if it's really true. It's just the fact that we want to confuse the electorate to maybe make them believe that there really is a little bit of a grain of salt of truth in what we think, and they don't have the means to go out and do the the, and the well, you said this earlier that you just don't have the time to go chase all this down mm -hmm. and determine whether it's true or not. And when you hear it in few places, what happens? You start to believe that it's true. And when the president of the United States is saying it's true, it already has a certain weight to it immediately that people go to her. And I find that from just a social standpoint, very fascinating. Yeah, because mm -hmm. I mean, let's be honest, we're getting the truth through media. <laughs> right and the and the government is telling us everything i mean if, they're if you, not hiding anything if you read it online it's it's, it's, it's gotta be true <laughs> right? right it's right. real so okay right? <laughs> yes, if it's online this. it's legit uh so and this is an honest question because i have struggled i have also uh i lean probably i'm i didn't vote because i couldn't vote for either one mm. but on well, one issue felon. Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, there's that. I believe Jesus <laughs> Jesus doesn't love you anymore. That's right. right. <laughs> Pretty sure that's how it works. I, you know, if you ask me uh, one of the, the issues, if you asked me, I would answer and it would be more Democrat. You'd ask me the next one and it would be Republican. You ask me that. Yeah. I'm really down the middle yeah. and I struggle to my search, even my my religious journey. Uh, well, away from religion was one of that stemmed from religion itself from christianity is uh the truth will set you free and i have been a seeker of truth not just true like well the bible's true you know like not that kind of, but i mean what's literally a truth like for real a fact not your opinion not your opinion not your persuasion not what is actually true and that's what you know, led me away from the dogma of religion because there were things that I just was like, no, that's proved to not be true. And you say it is true. And, you know, so there was a, a veering away from that. So, you know, as Steve was talking, I was thinking, well, where can you get an unbiased news? Because I'm like, you know, you watch Hannity. Hannity's all over that, that Biden, oh, that yeah. thing, oh, you know, yeah. and I'm like, so is Hannity just a lion? Is he lying? And, and then you go to CNN, it's like, and, and they're like, eh, there's nothing to it. And it's like, so somebody's lying here. Right. And my concern is that maybe they both are, you know, if like something's here's what we, I think we can all agree on those that are in power want to stay in power. So if like, there's a, there's a pharmaceutical drug, this is a true story, pharmaceutical drug drug that was tested in the lab placebo thing. They did all that. The drug was 30% effective on this issue, this issue. Mm -hmm. The placebo was also 30% effective, but they just push the placebo to the side. You can't sell a placebo, but we can sell this drug. So I wonder if there's that going on to where, well, yeah, if that is true, we don't let them let that get out before the election. Cause that'll hurt Biden. Right. So bury that shit. I mean, definitely that, that, that has to happen. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, I mean, so where can you get real straight forward? <laughs> Steve's laughing like unbiased. Here's the truth. I don't care if it hurts the Republicans or hurts the bot. 
or it hurts the Democrats. Like, I don't give a fuck. The Here's other, the truth. The other thing that I, you know, this is where, uh, you know, for all the Trump supporters out there that are hating on Mike number two right now, you know, <laughs> <laughs> that's not me. <laughs> or am I three? That's not me. Sorry, guys. I'm just going to. Mike just... number three over here is. Um, what was I even going to say now? <laughs> <laughs> With all the Trump supporters that were hating on Mike number three. Is that I think that a lot of times, you know, when you said to me, where do we get the truth? I think you go back to trying to find, you know, I, I've there was times when I heard that Trump said something and and I heard it through a second hand and they might have said, you know, Trump said this about uh, this Mexican judge, you know, and I'm like, OK, and I try to go find it. And then, you know somebody snopes or somebody's done something that said this, it wasn't exactly that and they took his comments you know his remarks out of context and that that's another piece right you can hear it straight from trump and i think mm -hmm. that happens sometimes a lot and even though he right we we said we we do this or i do this a lot we say things but yet it's misinterpreted and i'm like hold on that's what i said but that's not what i really meant, meant right and there and that's that's tough in media because you just get the sound bite and yeah you heard him say that but he, you know, again, them trying to at least be fair and give a little bit of context. If you had the chance to have a follow-up question to him at that moment, he would have said, oh, I'm glad you said that. No, that's not what I meant. And then nuance it just slightly. And then it would have been like, oh, okay, well, that makes a bigger difference because the way I took what you just said was this. And I, I think that sometimes happens with Trump that people are unfair to him um, because of that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, it's a sad state of affairs today because you can't, you, you know, we have more access to information than we've ever had right. in our lives. I mean, not just our lives, human history, right. you know. I mean, I should be able to pull out my phone and fairly quickly ascertain the facts behind something. But, you know, I, I, I honestly think most media doesn't go out and say, OK, we're going to make a bunch of shit up because I mean, that's the only way you get nailed faster than being biased, you know? Exactly. But, yeah. you know, they're selling to their audience, you know? And honestly, the news I like to read anymore, and I'm going to sound like a nut job, Al Jazeera does pretty good. BBC does pretty good. You know, and I like some of the financial journals. Uh, uh, Bloomberg, Wall Street's editorial board's kind of getting out there, but like, you know, I, I'm <laughs> yeah. still, I still like the Wall Street Journal, to, you know, but, you know, I, but I mean, it's just, it, it just baffles me that like, you know, the day where I can pull out my phone and, you know, I can reach into however many libraries and news services and all that, you know, that I catch myself, you know, I'll see something on Facebook. I'll go, what's up with that? And I'll Google it and I'll click the top link and look at it and go, oh, you know, but, you know, that, that's probably where Facebook got it from, you know, and it ends up with we're in our own little confirmation chamber where, you know, what we're thinking is right. And well, think about how Russia attacked us, right? It I mean, I'm I'm fascinated by that whole thing of mm -hmm. of planting stories online that Absolutely. Were, I mean, that tells you that we're persuaded significantly by our emotions. And if you think that Hillary was running some you know, what was it? A not a child porn thing, but whatever it was. Oh, that, yeah. That pizza sex trafficking. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, yeah, yeah. Trafficking. Pizza escape or whatever. Yeah, the fuck exactly. That was. You know, those and you already have this negative perception of, of Hillary. You 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 want to confirm it. So you confirmation bias, you click on it. And you're like, man, I knew it, you know, and here are the stories made up the whole time. You know what I mean? And and um, it just shows you that 
others outside of our other countries that are trying to, you know, manipulate us are smarter about us than we are ourselves. Yeah. Well, what it shows us though, is that, you know, history defines ultimate truth, the final truth. History defines that. All right. When it comes to current events, truth is very much a democratic process. You know, I mean, yes. the Spanish blew up the main. All right. It, it, in Havana Harbor, it kicked off the Spanish-American War. All right. That that that's that's what we that's what that's what people were told. That's what people believed. Now it looks like it might have possibly been a magazine explosion, an accidental explosion. Wow. You know, I mean, think about that. That was in history books for decades. Wow. Yeah. History is what decides on truth. We, we don't, you know, society, we can vote on what we decide is the truth, but we we can be entirely wrong, you know. And the, the problem is with large societies with, with communication and agreed upon truths, you know, is, you know, if, if, if you ever read Alice in Wonderland, you got to think about it and realize Alice was the only insane person in Wonderland. To us, it seems crazy because we're looking at it through the view of our worldview, our logic and our reason. But she's in this world where everybody else is operating with an agreed upon set of rules, logic, mm -hmm. reason, organization and truth. And she's working with this conception that she brought from our side of the looking glass. She's the only insane person there. Steve just kind of made me wow. want to go. I'm going to go buy Alice in the Wonderland tomorrow. And <laughs> I start know, I wanna... I'm like, that sounds fascinating. I'm kind of disappointed you don't have a copy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that brings me back to what this podcast was created for is escaping religion and finding faith. It, it's that whole concept of. You know, we've bought into this narrative, especially those that would consider themselves Christian, especially evangelical Christian, is that there's only one way to heaven. It's Jesus. Well, you just wiped out all the Hindus, all the Buddhists, all the. And, and, and so, you know, switching right back to the conversation today is this political conversation. It's like the Republican Party. It's a religious cult and the democratic party is a religious cult mm -hmm. if you're a democrat you believe this 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 and this and if you're a republican you believe this 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 and this and like you said everything in social media and the news and everything seems to pull us away from the center mm -hmm. is that does oh, that yeah. feel accurate? Which is just the way that, that I brought this up last week. It's the way that we do marketing in general today, right? It's not, it's not a matter of just like, give me the specs on a car and tell me why this is a good value. Mm -hmm. It's make me feel what I'm going to feel dry, riding in this car, right? And it's the same way, right? It's that this whole idea of fear is promoted because you know, when, if you think that, you know, Mexicans are crossing the border and they're drug and drugs and rapists and, they're the ones that are destroying the, you're like, I, I don't, I don't want that. And, and we're in Kansas. So we don't, we don't know what's going on. We just know I have to take what they're saying is happening on the border is truth. Yeah. Right. And so I'm like, that's not in the, and you're, and you're sitting there, maybe you hear you're out of job or something. And, and, and you're thinking, you know, uh, these people are taking all of our jobs. You're going to be like, oh, I, you know, that's fearful to us. And so you immediately gravitate towards a certain position because of the fear that was putting you, which may not be true at all. And I think the same thing is that that's why I think this conversation is interesting to me. And you brought it, made a great point. The same dynamic that's happening here in the parties and the polarization happens in the spiritual world. And in some ways it makes me think that it goes back. I don't know that I have this specifically right, but it's the growth versus the fixed mindset, right? Yeah. That 
some people are wired to want to be able to, they're okay with opening their minds up to different views and wrestling with those. Other people have a fixed mindset, and if it goes against what they believe, they, they, it's, it's a, an attack on their identity, and they struggle with that because they think if you can, if I buy into this thing, then that maybe makes a crack in the foundation, and then I've got to start buying a whole bunch of other, into a whole bunch of other things, and that, that gets real scary real fast because as a Christian, your whole identity is wrapped up in, in a truth. And if you can challenge that a little bit, that makes people really uneasy. Yeah, I, I think the crosshair is getting closer to the actual topic. You know, like we've been talking a lot about the smoke about the problem, but we haven't found the fire yet. And I think what you just said about growth mindset, fixed mindset, identity, you brought it up earlier talking about uh, how we just throw ourselves into this identity. I think we're at this generational point. We're at this part of our civilization where we do have more communication, where we can share more, interact more. And with that, we easily want to find the simplest, I'm going to invest in this. I'm going to invest in that. Like That's who I am. It's my job. It's my family. It's my pet. It's my this or that. But not many people are investing in themselves. Not many people are investing in finding their own identity and being able to clearly say, this is what I believe. I, I would just had a, a wonderful time with my family, and, we, and they're very devout Catholics. And we got into the conversation on, all right, creationism or, um, or evolution. What do you believe as a Catholic? And it was a tough one for some of my people in my family, in my inner circle. Like they were, they were like, no, the devil didn't put dinosaur bones down. It was, they were great. <laughs> and, and then like some of them were like, wait, it could be possible. I'll but then, you. Uh, <laughs> hey, don't fight me. I'm at, I'm at a place where I'm open to this and asking the question. We don't have yeah. the answer, but it's something to be very curious about. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, the, the whole idea that what you brought up, Will, about getting to the, to the, you know, we, we're talking about the smoke. What's what's the fire? Where's the source of this? Yeah. And I mean, I, you know, this this brings up a, another topic of that was part of the questions that I was asking myself on my own religious and spiritual journey is. What if I'm wrong or, you know, like what if what I'm believing is wrong? Like what if Jesus isn't the only way, you know, what if Jesus was just a man, just a dude who was spiritually minded and had some tricks under his belt and did some cool stuff. And he's not what some people think that he was. Mm. Yeah. I mean, that's definitely the definition of faith where we, we definitely don't know. We weren't there. We couldn't see it. So anybody that's like, no, he was, <laughs> or no, he wasn't. I mean, like, you're full of shit. You weren't there. You're not that old. Yeah. Uh, but the question that can be reversed is what if Jesus, you know, like he is, he is God and he is the way and he is the only way. But in each part of the world, when he came and visited and he interacted with that civilization and he interacted with those people, he just had a different name. He had the name Buddha. He had the name Allah. He had the name uh, Yahweh. Dude, so profound. Just like, look, it could be Jesus <laughs> and only Jesus that will bring you to whatever this beautiful heaven can be man that's be you know i might not have ever left christianity if that's what they believe <laughs> i mean honestly that the, the thing that i wrestled with was it's what you started off with is no jesus is the only way you have to believe exactly what the bible says and if you don't you're going to hell yeah, yeah. it's like whoa 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 which is interesting because there's there's hardly anything else 
in our lives that we believe that, right? Like, like we, you know, no one says, you know, this is the only way you have to eat or this is the, you know, this is the only form of entertainment. But yet when it comes to this small little segment, we try to, you know, really protect it for some reason. And in so many areas of our life, right? I mean, people that are, again, coming back to the growth first fixed mindset, a lot of people like to grow. They like to read. They like to be out mm-hmm. in the world and, and, and find interesting people that have different perspectives. They like to travel the world and see other parts of the, mm-hmm. of the world and see how their people cultures live. Right. And yet, you know, it, there, there's this idea though, that we, you know, that what have you, I like a good question. I like to ask myself on a regular basis is, you know, what have I changed my mind on in the last 30 days or, yeah. you know, and, mm-hmm. but yet when it comes to this, mm-hmm. that's sacred, like, but you can't change your mind on this, but yeah. yet I'm open to so much, you know, openness in so many other areas of my life. Why is it in some of these areas for so long? I tried to protect it. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, uh, the idea of, of just buying in to something and almost, I mean, just defending it to the death and even doing the backflips and the twisty turns, yeah. you know, to, to make something, uh, yeah. stick with your narrative, yes. right? Like the, like Will mentioned, like, cause we mentioned last time that the dinosaurs put bones right. were put here yeah. by the devil. Right. It's right. like, that's what we came up with. Like yeah. we, have to, right. we have to just, right. we have to fuck that up somehow. Right. For those of you that don't know this, this fun little anecdote, there are some people that believe that Lucifer Satan planted dinosaur bones in the earth to confuse people to think that there was evolution. Uh, and it was a it was just a little mischievous act and that there was no evolution. It really is creationism. And there's some people that are like, that's bullshit. <laughs> we evolved and dinosaur bones happen from extinction. Uh, so when you, if you guys are like wondering what the hell that is, that's what we're. Yeah, it's an inside yeah. joke. But <laughs> it's kind of like an ongoing joke now. It's like, what if. But my question is like, what if, what if fucking satan actually did plant dinosaur bones like my mind has to be open to that like i'm i wasn't there i like to think that there was actually evolution but like who fucking knows and think about how many things that we've you have changed your mind on that you realized i was wrong on this and now i've moved a position right but you're right it's some reason we don't we're just not willing to have that that openness in in certain areas of our life and i'm that's interesting to me you know why Maybe, why is that, honestly? I don't know. I know that for me, I moved, of course, a lot of positions, but, you know, raised in a Christian home, Uh evangelical, and so clearly Jesus was Republican. I mean, that was taught. (laughs) I mean, and the Democrats were were, uh, the human, humanists, humanistic. It was socialistic. It was, it was literally... Christian and non-Christian, saved and not saved. And it literally was the Republican is the saved party and the Democrats <laughs> are the unsaved worldly party. You know, I was raised, that was entrenched in me. And clearly before I even moved several positions religiously, I began moving positions politically and just found myself, you know, being able to have a reasonable conversation with a Democrat. I thought, well, he's a Democrat and he actually loves God and he's a good person and he's charitable and generous. And well, for fuck's sake, he's honest. How can he be honest? He's a Democrat for God's (laughs) sakes. (laughs) Well, how, how, I guess in a lot of ways, because I have moved a little bit more to the, to the left from, from my upbringing, I, you know, again, this will probably surprise a lot of people. 
I actually think in a lot of ways the Democratic Party is aligned to Christian values more than Rep- or or just as much as Republican. Yeah. I mean, for example, right, is the book of Acts not clear that it's sell all your possessions and this what what I mean, what is that right. is that not socialist? Right. And yet a Republican is like, you know, that you know, I'm so proud of Trump. I mean, I had one of my friends uh on Facebook share something about Trump said, I'm so glad that Jesus came. Maybe it was it was some quote from a speech he gave recently. And their they their quote was or post was we'll never have another president who has got the courage to say this about our God, you know, and I'm like, that's the part that baffles me about Christians is how so much of how they've gotten behind him. And they think that he's just maybe one layer below Jesus. Absolutely. But there's so many things that I'm like, and you, but when you really read scripture and look at it from a theological perspective, why are you so anti-socialism, which I'm not a socialist, sure. but I'm saying if you want to look to make, if it lines up more to scripture, there's a lot of things. That the Sell Democrats everything you do, have. Right? Give it to so, the poor. Give it to the poor. Your savior You're, said that. Exactly. So, but yet we choose not to talk about that when it comes to us, but my golly, we don't want any damn socialism in this country. So therefore we better not vote for Biden. Yeah. I think I have the solution. You know, I, we've been <laughs> trying to find out how to solve democracy and hire one person to run our country perfectly. I think the trend is we're going to have to get like a, like a social media influencer, someone that we can watch every (laughs) fucking day, morning, noon, and night, and know that they're a good human. And like 10 years down the line and like the 2030 elections, we're going to be like, all right, this YouTuber has my vote. I've been watching this bitch for 20 years. He's good people. We just did that with reality TV. Yeah. No, 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 no. We we did that for entertainment purposes. It it will evolve and trend. It's it's going to get better. I almost think it was the opposite like we watched we watched trump come up and we're like there's an immoral narcissistic yeah. egotistical put him in charge it's like a social <laughs> experiment <laughs> joe joe rogan has a whole comedy special called strange times where he talks about this it's really funny talking about how like they swerve from like this wing to that wing black to white and fake wait oh now we got a, a fake, fake like whore with a red convertible we're going a thousand of the the interstate it's funny stuff yeah. man it's real so which is funny you mentioned the the going back to uh joe rogan because i heard uh joe rogan say this i guess his guy jeremy that does all the fact checking he like to fact check everything make sure they're producing you know yeah. telling the truth and joe rogan, joe rogan is known for saying something and then the next time saying hey what i said last time that ended up being wrong you know so uh, whatever right. uh but do you know who came up with the term fake news oh hillary mm. hillary clinton yeah yeah trump hijacked it you yeah. know he's the one that's known for it but hillary actually is the first one that said that but you know lance you said something about the um the the political parties you know and of course i said something about them being associated with you know christian is republican yeah I feel that the Republican Party somehow got hijacked by the evangelical church. And I think it's on the one issue that I think we'd all be able to chime in and say on abortion. I think and what I've learned and I'm still I would still consider myself pro-life. But, man, I am so close to the fence because I have some really good friends who are pro-choice, but they're not pro-abortion. They're pro-choice, but they're like. Well, no, I think it's my right to choose, but I would never have an abortion. Exactly. You know, like I've not yet met anyway. It's like, oh, yeah, I just want to fucking kill babies all day long. Like I've never, <laughs> exactly. ever heard that. But that's the narrative, right? That is, is that the narrative. Extreme? 
Democrats want to kill babies. Yeah, they're and baby killers. They're baby killers. I heard which, someone say it yesterday, which is why I went out and thought I was just curious. I thought, okay, I'm going to let the data speak to itself. I went out, National Abortion mm -hmm. Institute, whatever it was. Yeah, and there was more under the Republicans. You know, abortions yep. happened. I was like, wait, what? Yep. And I couldn't believe it. Now again, there may be reasons for that. Maybe because of laws or something, and I I don't know, but. I was super surprised because one of my friends, we were having this debate and they said the one issue that I just can't, that, that for me is, is the issue. And that is the abortion thing. And I thought, okay, that's interesting. And I, and I went, I was like, when under, you know, what administrations or, or, or abortions by year or something could not believe that there was more abortions under the Republican administrations over the years than there were the Democrats. What yet the Democrats are the ones labeled as the baby killers. Yes. Well, yeah, it's just like uh, Trump wanting to build the wall. Uh, I heard, uh, I think it was reliable news that under Obama, there were more, yes. it was more yeah. harsh, you know? And it's like, wait, what? Right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it, which is all around the narrative then, right? Yes. That shows you how important the messaging is. Yeah. Yeah. I, I do, I do find it a, a struggle to find like, what is the truth? Right. Cause the narrative baby killers. Right. And, and. You know, I've had to just open my mind to be able to say, okay, maybe, maybe what I've been told isn't true. Again, just like you said, literally the evangelicals that I know, especially the hardcore ones, no joke. It's God, the father, God, the son, God, the Holy spirit and Trump. Yes. And, and I heard this said just a couple days ago. Uh, Biden is going to run this country into the ground. He's socialistic. He wants to kill all the babies. He want, and I'm like, really? Like you really think that's what right. he's all about? Like he's like the Antichrist. I, I struggle with that, but but that conspiracy theories too, man. Oh. That's where the shit gets crazy. Right. Which is another thing I wanted to yeah. bring up in this whole political landscape because I think. These conspiracy theories, something about the 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 environment of our world has opened itself up to conspiracy theories, QAnon, like you mentioned, right. the pizza thing and yeah. the and the all the babies' blood being drink drank uh by Oprah. I, right. I yeah, I know I'm like <laughs> really like you really think Oprah's right. drinking the blood of children? Which yeah. I, I I find the whole, I love strategy. And if, if the whole, you know, I've read the Steve Bannon strategic approach to this is just that it's that it, it doesn't matter if it's true or not. If it has a modicum of truth to it, people will buy it because of their confirmation bias. They, you know, if they just hear that Biden's a socialist, it doesn't matter if he is or not, right. They're going to, you know, jump They're going to, no, I do not want that. And so you know, and again, they're not going to be able to have the means to figure out really what the truth is. So I find the whole strategy of that really fascinating and, and brilliant in a lot of ways that, that they know the mind and the mental models of how we think through life so well that they can trick me into thinking those types of things. I mean, I think that's the other part of me that I've come to realize in life through just listening to podcasts on psychological in and, and how the mind works and all that is just how easily the mind is tricked and how it can easily be persuaded in certain ways. 
and things like that. And I think if that's true, I could be tricked in lots of different ways, you know? Um, so again, uh, that, that's, that's all very interesting stuff to me. And, and I think that's, uh, you know, something you said earlier was just around the whole idea that, that if, you know, they, they want to throw out a little bit of this or that. And I think that that moves people more than the actual truth. And it's, it's not easy to go out and actually search for policy and understand kind of where they're at on some of these mm-hmm. things. I mean, I, I, Washington Post did one and I thought, you know, my mind's going Timmy and I were talking about how our minds just go all over the place, but um, a couple thoughts. One as Christians we're so adamant that other religions are wrong, but 99%, probably 0.999 haven't even ever gone out and read any other sacred scriptures. <laughs> all we've read is the Bible yep. and we're scared to, you know what I mean? Like, so if someone said I had ran the read the Quran and you know what are some of these other ancient scripts I'd be like and and they could say here's why I don't think this is true but we don't we right. just rely on some theological person to say this is what they believe and this is what we believe and we know what we believe because we read the scriptures and the same thing when I went to read uh, I thought one day if I'm going to sit here and not vote or my friends that I respect voted for Trump maybe I should go look to see what his policies are. So I Googled Trump-Biden policy comparison or something like that. WAPO had a whole thing of it or whatever. 90% of them, were they were both on the same page. Really? I mean, yeah, it was. I was amazed. I mean, there was maybe just slight nuances. I mean, Biden wasn't for just open the borders up and let everybody come in at once, and neither was Trump, right? But again, it was around the messaging in a lot of ways that they're very similar, but they're just nuanced slightly different. And the nuance to me, wasn't really that big of a deal. You know, it wasn't like, let's kill all the babies and let's not kill any babies. It was just like your friend said earlier, you know, they're not pro-abortion or they're pro-choice, but they're also not pro-abortion or whatever yeah, yeah. you said, you know, as well. And it's just a slight nuance of the case. And I thought so many times though, again, we buy into these things. I think, Will, you were making the point earlier. It takes work to go out and, and build your own view on these things and it's much easier just to buy into a system where someone's already done the digesting of it for me and can just basically kind of, you know, spit it back out and I'll and, and make it palatable for me. Yeah. It, the people that respond to like, hey, pro-choice, pro-abortion, stuff like that, like they, they have like a almost like a script most of the time when I when I talk to people, like whenever they they say something, it's just like, this is it. When I ask them why and I ask for like that vulnerability, like, tell me, like. Not many times they have that answer and tell you why they feel the way they feel. It's, I, I, I love this conversation. This conversation is so fascinating to just highlight how we are and like how, yeah, I, I want to just call myself this and you're wrong and I'm right. But right. Why? Like, uh, yeah. I wonder if it stems from any kind of an insecurity where oh, thousand percent. if I yes. end up yeah. being wrong, yes. shame. Absolutely. It's a shame, shame spiral. Yeah. Or I'm, yeah, I'm ignorant. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like ignorance is such a beautiful, good word. Like I choose ignorance and a lot of the things you guys are talking about. I just sit back and I'm listening and it's amazing because like people get worked up, people get angry, people get into fights about this stuff where you're bringing up very good points. How do I know what I know is real? I'm like, I'm not being lied to. You don't. Right. So Tug invest so much like, ah, you're wrong. I'm like, like why? Like, right. <laughs> a lot of it's because we, you know, we all look for the one truth. We look for the absolute truth, mm-hmm. you know? And I mean, what we don't realize, like, 
you know, I have like the pillars of Steve. When I when I, right. I kind of did a realignment thing, and I yeah. know that everyone was like, "There's pillars in every religion, so you need to figure out what your basis is." Mm. Right, and one of them is like truth is relative to people based on the society, the facts they have, the viewpoints that they were raised in. Mm-hmm. Okay, I mean, and that's absolutely fucking true, you know. And you know, that's kind of where my truth is kind of a democracy thing came from, you know. I mean, history will figure it out finally, hopefully, but you know. For now, the truth is what what's agreed to be true, you know. And then my second one is I'm probably wrong, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> right. I love that. I love that. Mm-hmm. It, it is interesting though, like you said though, how much of the way you were raised, absolutely, you, it's going to influence where you land on certain political issues today. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you know, I mean, it took me a long time to realize though that like. I can read a shitload of books. I mean, right. I, I've read a bunch of books in my life. I used to travel on the road and I'd sit in hotel rooms. I read books all night. All right. There's no way I can ingest more than a tiny itsy bitsy fraction of all the knowledge that's out there. All right. And so now I got this little tiny itsy bitsy fraction of knowledge that I have accumulated that I'm relatively confident is based in truth or fact. All right. And now I'm going out there and I'm going against the wider world. All right. And there's a lot of shit like religion. I, you know, I'll talk religion in a case like this where mm-hmm. it's all agreed upon. We're talking religion, you know, and all that stuff. I will not try to sway somebody's view on religion because a lot of the stuff in the world is built on pillars of faith and the pillars of faith have to be defended to the death. All right. Because if you chip away at a pillar of faith, it does not have concrete facts holding it up, you mm-hmm. know. So if if you go after somebody on a, on something that they've built on faith, which honestly a lot of our political values are built on faith. Yeah. Oh. And I don't mean just religious faith, all right? Like faith that the Republican Party is anti-abortion, the Democrats are right. pro okay. After after 9/11, the Republicans had the supermajority in Congress. They had that they, they could have made it a, they they could have almost made it illegal to be a Democrat. And what they do about abortion? They ban it nationwide? No. no. All right, because I'm going to piss a lot of people off right now. But, you know, that's because abortion is more useful to them as a fucking weapon than it is, you know. But, you know, that's something that they stand on with their pillar of faith, you Mm -hmm. know. And you can come to them and you can say, you know, there's more abortions under Republican administrations because they lessen they lessen access to to, uh, Mm -hmm. reproductive health services. Mm -hmm. They lessen access to reproductive health education. You know, and those are two of the big things that I've read that cause it. But you're not going to tell a Republican that. No, 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 no. And I think people not not being able to recognize their biases just from their upbringing. I mean, the fact that you were born in the Midwest, yeah, like that Ooh. alone. Yeah. Of course you were Christian, right? Jesus was at your birth. Yeah. You know, he was there christening you as you came out of the vagina. I mean, there, there's no way that you, I had a conversation with an evangelical the other day and I said, well, what you believe might come from, you know, you were raised in a Christian family. Your grandparents were preachers and they were preachers and, you know, No, no. I read the Bible just black and white as it is, as God put it in there. That's impossible. It's like, what do you say to that? He just just delivered it this morning. Yeah, (laughs) He he just dropped it off. Here's the thing. You can't brainwash somebody. All right. Okay. You guys both watch The Social Dilemma. Yes. All right. Did you guys do the same thing as me and say, 
good lord, I can see why society's so fucked up. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Now, yeah. who, who, who? How long did it take you to stop and go? Wait, I'm people too. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, yes. I'm not brainwashed. You motherfuckers are. Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I, I posted a quote today today on Facebook, and it was from um, who, Johnny Depp plays that uh, one character. Uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. Who is he? Jack Sparrow. He's Jack Sparrow. So I posted a quote from Jack Sparrow that says, crazy people don't know they are crazy. I know I'm crazy. Therefore, I'm not crazy. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. But that's the truth is, is I, I it's only now that I can, can recognize that I grew up believing a lie. Right. Or believing in untruth or or believing in something that wasn't the absolute truth for everyone, all places, everywhere. And but but, you know, I I opened my mind and began to wonder, did you see am the, I wrong? Uh, the Kansas City Star had a big a big story today about how they're going back into all their archives and seeing where they basically kind of. um perpetuated this racist mentality and you know of what they were reporting so they're going back to even like wow. where so it's a big uh, the washington post even had a link to it saying hey the kansas city star is going back and mm -hmm. and and again i thought you know this is another topic for another time of just but but us growing up as white men in an area to say that we don't have racist none of us would sit say you know that i'm a racist or not but after you read about the fact that you're not necessarily a racist or you're not a racist, you still have racist probably things that you might not even know that you're aware of. And it's because someone's told you that, you know, because of, of uh, you know, socioeconomic means or what they don't have because they live in poor areas, that black people are lazy or black people, you know, are going to, uh, you know, they're the ones who have all the crime and everything. And then when you read the, the news and, and the star was making the point about this, that you know, when the time we reported about black people was when they were had all these crimes. So we always, you know, four black into, you know, males did this or whatever. And you see all these clippings. It just starts to re, you know, um, you know, corroborate or reiterate to you over time that this is the black people are bad. Yeah. And, it, and, and I see it all over, you know, well, why do you say that? Well, I read about it in the newspaper, man. There was all this crime and it was all black people. Right. You know, yeah. and if you go down there to the welfare office, it's all black people. It just shows they're all lazy. It's not true, right? But it's, there's things that just keep confirming to you over time of what you may be, and and you don't you don't want to be a racist, and you right. think I'm not a racist at all, but yet you're still confirming to yourself over and over these things that aren't necessarily true by just the area or the stuff that you're putting in front of you that are you're reading on a regular basis, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I've never been able to see out of anybody else's eyes, but mine. Yes, you know, um, which that brings up. The same topic that we're talking about, the politics is, you know, if you vote for Trump, you're a racist. My I didn't even vote for Trump, but I'm like, fuck you. That's this. That's that is the stupidest thing. That's like if Ellen DeGeneres was running for president. If you vote for Ellen, right. you're gay. Right, right. It's like what? Right. You know, so it's stuff like that. Those those kind of tactics that just when you loop someone in, you know, yes, the uh, generalization, the generalization of. If you vote for this person, then you're a racist. Or if you're a Republican, you're right. ignorant because you don't mm. you believe in the creation rather right. than evolution. We know it's evolution. <laughs> right. so, so how do we evolve as like a, a generation 
to resolve that because there are going to be stupid people all the time. And I don't think fuck that is how we're going to do it. <laughs> you know, like people that are stupid, you hear that. Now we're in a shame spiral. Now we're just going back for back, you know, blow for blow. How do we, I don't, I freaking love this, this political cartoon. Check this out. Uh, it's a political cartoon. It's a guy at a podium and he's like, who's ready for change? And everyone has their hand up. Yeah. Right. And then the next slide down says, who's ready to change? And no one has their hand up. Yeah. That's awesome. You know, like there's such a problem. There's such a separation. Yeah. There, I'm like, we've now highlighted it for like the last, what, hour? Yeah. Or, yeah, or yeah. an hour? 45 minutes. Yeah. Now, now the question is, how do we evolve to like be the change we want to see? Like, how, how do we start that? Yeah, Open I'm, your mind. Open I, your mind. I'm interested, and I don't. I I think I'm hitting on the same thing. I'm hopefully it'll it'll come out like that. I'm fascinated by the idea that we're sitting around, kind of discounting that we all could be wrong, right? Yeah. But I'm yet, not, <laughs> no, no, you're definitely. No, right, that's Steve. exactly what I was saying. But, though, is but, that, what if we're wrong? But if we're wrong, but yet mm -hmm. you can't not live in the world and be tethered to something, and yet, so you, I'm. I'm Thinking this through a little bit out loud, how how do we then therefore live mm. knowing that it's important to have to be tethered to some views and beliefs because that's you you can't wake up and walk outside in the morning and and not know, you know, there has to be some structure, right, to your thinking in order for you to live in the world. But yet knowing that that structure might be wrong, that I struggle with that a little bit, you know, like it's challenging. It's challenging, right? Because you're you're like, how do I even know that that I'm going to go mm -hmm. out and 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 I'm, there's not going to be oxygen in the air? To, I mean, I, I'm being, you know, it's crazy. But I guess my mm -hmm. point is just where if if so, if we do believe that so many things are wrong, why is it still important for us to buy into some things, even though those things could be wrong in order for us to be live as humans? in a society like you kind of see yeah. what I'm going a little bit like yeah I, mean, I struggle with that a little bit like you can't just throw it all out it's like I don't you not believe in anything right but yet how do we know what the things that we do land on the the pillars of Steve how do you know that those things that you landed on aren't going to just dissolve out from underneath you because you were wrong about them right well it's like the if when it rains right do I gripe and complain about the rain and get mad at the rain or do I get galoshes and a right. umbrella you know, so I think, you know, we live in a, in a very interesting, you know, polarized, divided nation. Um, but like what will mention, it's, you know, only thing I can work on and change is myself, yeah. you know, so it's my response to what's going on around me, you know, like mm -hmm. let them all be divided. I'm not going to be divided. Like yeah. I'm still going to have friends on Facebook that voted for someone that I didn't vote for or wouldn't have voted for. Right. You know, I'm not going to say, Hey, to all my Facebook friends, if you voted for so-and-so, you might as well unfriend me now. Right. Uh, you know, it's like, how can I not be that divided mm -hmm. or that divisive uh, and be able to be like, Oh no. I mean, I, you know, you vote, you're a, you're a human being. You came up with your beliefs and your perspectives. Mm -hmm. However you came up with them. And I respect that just like, I came up with my beliefs and so how do we challenge each other then there? Yeah. I mean, if, if it's just, if you believe that the donkeys fly and I don't, I th how do we come to a place where we're, where, where there's some truth there? Yeah. yeah. I, I, I think there's a mindset change that's going to have to happen. Like a paradigm shift where we go from you're wrong. I'm right. To explain to me how I'm wrong. Cause I mm -hmm. want to know, like that. you know, mm -hmm. yeah. cause yeah. It's like you open up, you open up that, 
open-ended question. You give them the opportunity. And now you have the opportunity to listen and say, holy shit, I didn't know that. Or holy shit, this person's crazy. I (laughs) don't, I don't need to fight this person. I just, now I know you're crazy. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. It's fascinating to me. That that is fascinating because that's the that's the narrative though, right? The narrative right. is if Biden wins, it was election fraud. Yes. And so And as soon as Biden did win, the train was right there ready for him to all get on. Yes. And they jumped on. And and the narrative it the narrative, Timmy, was built by Trump four years ago when he won. He said the election right. was fraud mm-hmm. back then, right? And he won. He's been building the fact that it's fraudulent. He's been building the fact that it's fake news out there and you can't believe it, all this. And yet when Biden won, they were all ready to jump on that train because that's what they had been told was going to happen. And that and that's what did happen to them in their minds. Yeah. Well, much like you, my my journey has always been if if I was raised to believe creation, well, then I'm going to I want to what what are the evolutionists saying? Like, I want to hear about science like i literally wanted to really expose myself to either because there is a a what's it called confirmation bias where you continue to and i think it works into the algorithms of of multimedia or of social media which is which is a bummer you know i mean look at look up puppies and you'll start getting puppies stuff sent to you all the time right and the more you you watch about puppies the more more, puppies you're gonna get it's amazing (laughs) you know it's amazing what what will recommend you you watch one video and it recommends three others that you're like yes i want to watch that Uh, yeah you know you get excited but i i think that the the confirmation bias this is where, you know, as Will brought up, what can we do, right? What what can we do as people, as individuals? And I think is to one of the pillars of Steve, I guess. It's it's <laughs> I could be wrong. Or yeah. <laughs> to just listen to an opposing view. Mm-hmm. You like vanilla. Okay. Yeah. I like chocolate. Well, let's talk about that. Why, you know, what why right. are you scared to try something with flavor yeah. in it? Or what? Like, let's have because that's all I can do is be in charge of myself. So if I am, if I think I believe a certain thing, or I think I know I do, I do, right. Believe a certain thing. Well then, okay, fine. Read a book that further supports, you know, that global warming's a hoax. And then also read stuff that would say, no, it's actually a scientific fact. It would be like thinking it's a hoax was like believing the earth is flat. It's not flat, you know, but, I think the conversation even around like global warming is no, it, it is a fact though. How much are humans contributing to it? How much are the animals? How much is the society? You know, that's the conversation or just, you look through history altogether. Uh, when they do those core drills, they do those deep core mm-hmm. drills and they can go back tens of thousands of years and be like, yeah, the earth warmed and it cooled and it warmed and it cooled. Like this is kind of what the earth does, you know, um, doesn't make it, uh, wrong or right it just means there's a big conversation to have and rather than just buying into a certain narrative of it's a hoax right really like is it really i mean can we can well, we talk and, about and, it and how much of that as christians was built coming out of the modern era and again i wasn't alive then so i don't know but i had been taught that you know the modern era was so on science's you know, bandwagon that it was like, you know, you, in order for God to be real, you had to be able to put him in, you know, be able to prove it in a test tube, right. Or, you know, Mm -hmm. and faith comes along and you can't necessarily do that. Right. So then there's just this anti-campaign against science. 
And how much of that now has led to where, you know, we are today, right, as Christians, that you almost feel like if you even entertain the idea of, of evolution, that you're you're getting over onto the science bandwagon. And for whatever reason, I've been taught that that I shouldn't entertain anything with those people because they're bad, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's definitely, I, I had a, a friend email me not but a month ago and uh, said uh, there was something that science got wrong, which go figure, right? Right. Everybody, everybody can be wrong. <laughs> right. right? Uh, but he literally sent a, a text message to me and said, uh, science does not make a, does not make a good God. And he's a, he's a, you know, hardcore Christian. And so what he was saying is like, I, mean, I know what he was saying to me a little bit, but it's like, see, don't, don't follow science, man. It's right. follow God. Right. Like they would be opposing rather right. than together. So, you know, what, what can we do and what I'm curious what you guys have done? I mean, cause all of us are open. That's what's fascinating. Um, I wish we could have had some really closed minded, narrow minded people that already had it figured out here on the podcast so we could argue with them. Sure. We can run out and find one. Really. Well, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, what, what has made you, how, how have you become more open? How have you become Lance to where you don't hate someone that voted for Trump? You know, it's really interesting. You asked me that because Michelle asked me that this week, she said, where do you think the turning point for you was that you were open? We were talking about something and open to some of these ideas. and this is where I come back to where I started in this conversation. And that is, I think that we're wired as individuals in a way that, uh, that makes us lean more toward a political affiliation than we think it really is from free choice. Interesting. And when you look at the way that I am about all of life, I'm a very centrist type of person. I'm, I'm to your point. I'm, I believe in, in the faith, as much as I believe in the science. So it's not an either or it's a both and. Yes. And so I, I have to now figure out where's the, the, the connective tissue between the two. And I'm not scared to play in that world yeah. where a lot of people are either or, and they don't want to you know believe in the science. Cause that'll means it'll denigrate their faith at part of it. So I've always, uh, Barbara Bollier, I think was a, one of the political candidates this time. And, and again, because of the fact of how the electorate is, is, uh, informed, it's not about policy. It's it's more about who I am. And her her ads were all very much mm-hmm. how she was a cent- and I was attracted to that because I was like mm-hmm. she was a Democrat, but all the people that were endorsing her were Republicans. Really? Yeah, and they were all people that said I'm a lifelong Republican, still am, but I endorse Barbara Bollier because of I went over she lands. She's always more in a centrist, and I. I thought, man, that's the kind of politician that I wanted. Again, I don't know anything about this. And of course, a lot of ads came out about the fact that she started to gain, gain some uh, momentum and a lot of Republican dollars came in to force more ads that she was all for. You know, she says she's a centrist, but she voted for abortion and all this. I don't know because I right. didn't go back and look up the voting record. But of course, it's they wanted to paint her in that. OK, if people are attracted to this and she started to gain a little bit more momentum from the polls, we got to change that because she's a Democrat and we can't lose a Democrat seat in the house or whatever. Um, I, you asked the question, you know, where, where did, where do I stand? I, I've always loved the fact that I had more of a growth mindset and a curious mind and I'm okay being wrong. And it doesn't make me feel bad at all. It, 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 I mean, it, it probably does in some ways because there's probably some things that are part of my identity that I don't want to be wrong on. But there's some things that I'm just curious to have in the entire open conversation 
because to your point, I want to find the truth and the growth mindset to me is more important than having a fixed mindset. That's that. Yes. A thousand percent. Now, my question is, when did you first realize you had a growth mindset or even realize that you were switching into a growth mindset or were you born and raised within a family and a culture or they inspired that? Yeah, no, it's a great question. Well, I, it was very much a, uh, conservative household. We talked about this on the last podcast. I think there were, well, I just heard this. I just heard this this week. There's four things that have to happen to, to that make you, I probably get it wrong, but that have to get you to move a position. And that was, what's the thing that you originally believed and what's your conf The second thing is what's your confidence factor in that thing. The third thing is what's the new thing that you're about ready to believe. And how the fourth thing is how far away from it is your original thought meaning that if you if i tell you that they've got an airplane that can fly to germany in you know an hour you may be like okay there's there's a level of plausibility to that right it's not too far out from what you would believe about how things are progressing in the you know travel today but if i tell you that pink donkeys fly you're like okay that's that is way far away from anything that right so you can see how we probably change our minds, you know, based on new things that are happening. And sure. I think for me, it was, you said this earlier to me that friends, you know, I have a friend that's homosexual and, and maybe possibly it was the fact that I saw that he was seeking Christ as much as I was, but yet mm -hmm. I was told that homosexuals were going to hell. So it was probably a side of me that thought, wait a second, this mm -hmm. isn't, you know, like if you're right about that, then or wrong about that, then what else can you be wrong about? Yeah. And I think that when you're inside a group, of of believing people that again back to confirmation yeah. bias that just keep confirming for you that yes i like believe the mob right. mentality what's that a mob mentality yeah the like mob mentality that. right we just keep following each other and there's no one there to counter our opinions but the moment that someone else comes into my life because again you can see how my friend wasn't uh somebody this was my friend yeah so he was close from a from from a new data point that came into my worldview he wasn't far away, you know, and in the sense that it's like, I don't know who you are. Like you, I mean, so when I had to, I had to consider his lifestyle in my faith. And I realized, I think at that moment there was, I was wrong about that. And I when think I could be wrong. Oh, uh, 20 years ago. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm sure there's other things that led up to that. I mean, mm. you know, there's things in scripture that we discount and that, you know, again, that we don't, that, that are, there's cracks in the foundation, mm -hmm. but I think those were probably some significant things like that, that I begin to think like, if the church was wrong about this, could they be wrong about some of the other things? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like my, my mental switch, my paradigm switch from, from closed mindset to open mindset just happened in like 2019, 2019, I started setting goals for myself and sort of changing things. And I feel like who I am today from, the beginning of 2019 is very different. There's actually a book called Mindset uh, by Carol Dwick. If you guys yeah, are listening, yeah. read that. It's so good. Uh, but yeah, that growth mindset, that that idea that you might be wrong and that you could probably learn something from absolutely everybody that you talk to, uh, that, that just opens, I don't know, there's a completely different life I'm living now. And when I walk into a conversation with anybody and I'm just like, you might be able to teach me something. What was your closed mindset before 2019? Like I was doing it right. Like well, I mean, was like it I, more like, of a liberal leaning or more conservative? I, I you? you know, it was 100% independent. I wasn't really following okay. like a like a, a, a Democrat or Republican, but 
I just knew that Will O'Keefe was doing it right, and he had oh, all the, and he had all the right answers. Okay, and that's from like budget to communication to negotiation right. to like every single. Like, so in 2019, I was like, "Fuck this! I need to start reading self help books." And now I have 34 audibles that I've listened to from every single topic. What was whole, the trigger? You know, I started working for a company, and the CEO was big into reading and self help books and learning and growing your mind. Uh -huh. And that that is one thing that I took that was so positive. I was like, man, when I started it at first, I was like, I'm not good at reading. <laughs> I'm not good at this. I'm not a morning person. I'm closed minded. I'm closed mindset for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Just that, that yeah. phrase yeah. itself. I'm like, yeah, that's I, yeah. very narrow minded. I don't have time for that. You know, like all that. I'm all not that, a morning yeah, person. Yeah, yeah. All that closed minded stuff. And then you start cracking it. You just, you just start ticking away at it. And before you know it, you're totally chiseled different you know entity. did you admire him as a person i did at the time so see yours is similar to mine right like mm. you're saying you every he was the thing that triggered you right but you admired him so to me that's that's something that came into your world that's mm. kind of close that brought same thing for my friend right like i had to deal with if he would have if, if this person would have said i'm into bestiality mm -hmm. i'd have been like Okay, that's that's like that's way away from what I believe. We'd have we'd be having a very different meeting right now, guys. Right. Oh, right. I've only tried that once. Yeah, that's yeah, weird. Yeah. See, and honestly, I've I tried it three times. It's never good. What it's we're never saying here is, have you ever done it with a chicken? Uh, oh that God. was a cock, guys. That was a cock. <laughs> Well, you know, Lance, you said this. No, you I'm on water, guys. I, I want to hear how, how Steve became more open-minded or if he was always that way. But back to what you said about the, like, nature versus nurture. Yes. In other words, I had this conversation with, with my parents, you know. I said, uh, I said because people have always asked me, you asked me this, actually, at, at coffee. Uh, what, what took you away from the Christian faith, you know? Um, some people ask that in such a way that's hard for me not to get defensive. You know, it's like, please tell me you didn't vote for so-and-so that's just a, not the way to answer or ask a question to make me want to share with you my story. <laughs> right. And so when people ask, you know, what, what led you away and, and, or, you know, who did you, what were you reading? And I said, that's just it. it there was nobody leading Timmy Gibson away from evangelical Christianity. It, I was hardwired apparently to be curious, to, to hear somebody say something and go, I don't know if that's true. Like you're saying it's true, but something in here is like going, no, you know, I mean, I, in Bible college, uh, the professor said that sex was for procreation purposes only which that was, I would have left Christianity over that alone. <laughs> like, how much do you think, nope. how much do you think identity, as you were talking there, it made me think, how much does our identity in certain groups matter in this conversation? Meaning, because we were talking off off the air there for a little bit, right, about the distance between your, you were your parents and all that. And I was, and, and the same thing with my buddy, right, on, that's this big support, you know, and I was telling you about how just seeing, seeing commercials on 60 Minutes or something makes me, and I'm wondering if, is is the reason that it bothers us? You said you had a trigger, right? With your, with your, how much it bothered you that your parents are bothered by this, even though you're very confident and stable in your beliefs. But there's something about that relationship. Is there something about th that's tying us to the fact that we still want to think that mom and dad love us because that's the group, or, or if 
if I don't believe in this anymore, then I'm going to be outside the, the group, quote unquote. And that's not going to be a good feeling because we as humans like to be involved in a group, right? And the group that I'm involved in all <laughs> believes in a real conservative viewpoint. Yeah, but now that I'm starting to lean a little bit differently, if I express that feeling, I'm not, we're not going to be on the same page there. I'm going to be outside the group. And that's not a, I'm wondering how much that plays into this. It sounds like you're highlighting shame just with a different name. Like nobody wants that shame, whether it's from their family, whether it's from like separating from the group. I think that's a huge thing is being able to identify what that is as soon as you feel it you know like being like what, what's this trigger why why am i getting so pissed off that my dad brought up the blue states and now that's getting right. me pissed like what, what, what's that emotion that i'm feeling and where is it coming from where am i feeling it in my body i usually feel it right in here but yeah i i, I feel that with my parents i feel that with certain people they have like a quick direct mind to my yeah and, and I, I you call it out you say it's ego yeah. It's your ego calling that, mm. that it's been shamed, that it's been wrong. But like, what if we flip that shit? And we're like, all right, I feel that shame. This might be an opportunity for me to grow. Yeah. This might be the, the best time for me to work on on me. Yeah. You know? I think it takes a lot of courage to to be able to be willing to step outside the group. Oh, oh my gosh. And, and I'm not saying that just because that's that was partly my journey, because I don't think I'm really all that courageous, but I just got to a point in my life i didn't care what the herd believed if it didn't resonate with me or was there something about the herd that you and, and this is a question that you didn't like meaning that were they so conservative in their views that you were kind of like hold on i don't know that i want to you kind of see where i'm going there. Oh, it's, yes. it's the opposite it's mm -hmm. like even though you're Sometimes willingly we step outside because we're like, I don't want to be associated with that, right? Like maybe, I mean, I'm just making this up. Maybe you put on an outfit and it's all black and it's a long trench coat and you're like, this looks a little too goth, yeah. you know? And you're kind of like, eh, I'm going to throw on a color, you know, because I don't want people to think I'm goth, right? It's almost yeah. like you're, you're, you're at in that, that you're, you're, you're trying to move away from that look or, or yeah. those types of people. And so yeah. you're willing then to entertain it as opposed to other times you're scared to step away because mm -hmm. you're afraid they are going to shun you. Well, it's, it's, it's literally yeah. divided right down the middle to where I felt like as a Christian, I was in the righteous crowd. Yes. And then anything other than Christian, anything outside the world, right? The, the world be in the world, but not of the world, the world was immoral. And, and, this is a big, this is an interesting topic for me because my morality has, if, if it was, if I was 70% moral, whatever before, I would say I'm 80% moral. There's been an uptick in my concern for being moral, being honest, being a good person, being a good friend, being, you know, like that, for whatever reason, my exit from evangelical Christianity has, has I'm a better person. Yeah. And I didn't think that was possible. There were literally the, right. the saved and the unsaved. And if you don't do everything like this group, you are the unsaved. You can't, I mean, if you're lukewarm, the Bible says uh -huh. he'll Spit spew you, you out, out of his right. mouth. Right. So, so yeah, you can't even be lukewarm. You can't even be lukewarm because that just spits you off onto the other side. So for me to, to journey out of, that right side and being willing to go, I think the wrong side might not be 
be as wrong as you think. And they might have some right stuff too. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. So do you think it was more, you were living by the code of Christianity and now you're living more, which was kind of put on to you. And now you've kind of stepped away from this system and you've, and you've, you've entertained other forms of thought. So now it's more, you're living by the code of Timmy. I guess uh, the code of so humanity, I guess. Yeah. I mean, the code of the code mm. of humanity. Yeah, uh, This is another one of those things that, I, you know, I think we'll find out when, when that day comes where we meet whatever entity or spiritual maker. But again, I think you maybe never left Christianity. Like, I'm going to challenge this again. Like you say, you stepped away from Christianity, but Christianity, I remember Jesus saying that the most important commandment is to love one another like you love yourself, love thy neighbor, like you love, and, and like I see you do that every day. And I see you do that in a, in an on a fire way, not in a lukewarm way. Maybe that's, maybe that's the thing. Maybe that's the real like last thing. You're like, Oh, you should have just written that. And that's the Bible. Right. Like done, done. But it said we have all of it uh, with all the stories, but like, yeah. yeah, you're doing it. You're following the, the Christ like yeah. religion, the faith, like you're, you're that, that spirituality. You haven't stepped away from it. You stepped away from the religion, which I have too. I believe right. it as well, but I want to love everybody. And like a, that uptick since 2019, I feel like I've gone from like a 40% well to like a 70% yeah. well, like, you yeah, know, like yeah, a huge yeah. uptick, but that came from me just being like, I want to connect with you. I want to learn from you. And I want to, love you like i want to be loved and if you're not matching that you're not going to be in my inner circle i'm going to surround myself with people that want that yeah and and we're going to build each other up and we're going to build a healthier community and we're going to be a better that's what i'm on fire for right now and i wonder if it's the 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 society or at least the what i remember as my society right growing up my my real thing was it was very black and white every it was it was right or wrong it was good or bad it was everything was just neatly divided yeah. and and you know easy easy right. you know easy and then you start adding in the nuances the ambiguity the grayness uh the what if god didn't or what if the bible is has some errors in it like yep. um there there wasn't room for that there's a, for me there is there's room for that in my my personal life uh, even now I, I resonate with all of you guys that I could be wrong. You know, I could be missing some things, you know, and I'm trying my best to, to follow that inward. What, what seems right, mm-hmm. what feels right. Um, I think Will brings connect. up a great point though. And that is, I think we have to caution ourselves not to completely throw out the system that we're, that we, you know, like you're to your point. I mean, Timmy, you still may be, living the Christian life. You don't like to use that language because it's loaded to you. But when you really narrow it down to the real brass tacks, you are, you're loving other, right? And that's what scripture says, right? So, but yet we put that title of Christianity up there and that means a lot to, to what you're kind of, so you're like, I don't believe in Christianity anymore, but I understand what you're saying. Right. But I think the challenge for us, right, is in, Will, you've been making this point all throughout the night. And that is not to just throw it all out and, because that's the system that you're have such a abhorrence to right now. Hey, Cause there's it, probably a lot of truth in there that mm-hmm. we need to be doing on. Yeah. Own. It could all be Christian, you know, Christianity It could be Christ and other forms that we said earlier. Uh, you know, it, we could be living a Christ like life, uh, but we just, our, our ego is saying, no, I'm not fucking doing it. I'm right. doing, I'm doing it. But like, 
I don't know. You you you've been influenced in so many ways that you might not even identify that like it's Christ that's talking through you. Yes. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I, I love it though. Yeah. I I love the product that I see, which is Timmy Gibson. <laughs> I, I, I do I see a lot of Christ in you, my man. I, yeah. I didn't want to discount that. Yeah. When you said I I don't believe oh, I see yeah. Christ in you. Yeah. Well, I appreciate that. So the 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 political biases. So uh, you know, bringing it back full circle. What what is our and you got to tell us how you became oh, more open. <laughs> uh, I, didn't, I didn't forget. See, my brain can quietly. go everywhere at once. Uh, uh, Steve, I want you to sh share how you became more open-minded. But but real quick, what is each of our roles? Because I can't control anybody else, right? I can only control myself, you know. Um, and, and like Will mentioned about self-development and growth and reading and, and all that stuff. And, um, you know, what is our role as humans first? Um, in this earth to propagate a more you know loving unified type world um you know what 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 do you think our role is but first like how have you been open were you raised in a, in a more open family <laughs> um I, I was uh very strongly roman catholic growing up mm -hmm. i was an altar boy for 10 years yeah, yeah. representing mm -hmm. okay. yep but um I mean, really, the real start of me kind of broadening my worldview was like just good old fashioned cognitive dissonance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, I had my first child young and I was not married, which, you know, came in a very center. I'm, I, I, am. <laughs> I am. So, you know, I mean, at that I'm point, I'm not. Yeah. yeah. I'm not. Well, I'll own it, man. I'll, I'll give you the card later. But, <laughs> but uh, you know, I mean, at that point in, in life, you know, you, you you live in a black and white world and all of a sudden you're in the black. Yeah. You know, so what do you do? I mean, and, you know, the principle of cognitive dissonance is when the life you're living and what you believe is right or wrong do not align. Something's going to change, you know, and. You know, it's not always what you're doing. It could be what you think is rowdy rod, and that can go either way, you know. And for me, I had to kind of find a worldview that, you know, fit me and my daughter in there. Yeah, that's interesting. You that's know? interesting, yeah. And so that, that's kind of when I started opening up a little bit more. I mean, because I'll tell you what, I was not an open-minded individual growing up. I mean, I always loved to learn new stuff, you know. But, I mean, I'd learn new religions just like I'd learn fairy tales, just like I'd learn, you know, I mean, it was – not something that I would ingest and incorporate in my worldview, you know? And then, you know, I mean, it's just as times went on, you know, I kept hitting points in my life where either there was upheaval or cognitive dissonance and, you know, I had to learn to expand it, you know? Um, you know, I spent some time learning with some Buddhists out in California when I was out there on a big project. They were fascinating wow. guys and they were loving guys and they taught me empathy, you know? And, and one, one lesson they taught me that, always sticks with me when I'm dealing with people. If, if I disagree with you, if I agree with you, if, if I hate, if, if, if you're an Islamic terrorist and you want to kill me, one thing I've got, I've got to remember is, you know, it's an inescapable truth that either God created us or we created God. Yep. And either way through the right, through the, through the process of creation, there's traces of the divine in everybody we talk to. All right. So if you, if you think of that, when you're talking to someone you know, all of a sudden you extend them a little more grace and base level respect than you do if, you know, they're from Satan and they're evil. Right. Yeah. You know, and that that's important to me because, like I said, you know, I'm probably wrong, but I don't want to be wrong. Well, sure. 
so, you know, I'll, I'll talk to you and I'll, I'll appreciate what you're saying. I'll look at it. And, you know, I mean, kind of like, you know, with Emerson's the oversoul where the truth is kind of a gelatinous mass that we got to pull together as best we can, you know, it's, and so, you know, I mean, so, you know, I really work on, worked on learning empathy and all that stuff, you know, and, you know, and then we hit another one of the pillars of Steve is, you know, if I'm not going to be right, I might as well love everyone because somebody's going to be, and it's not yeah. me. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's a solid pillar. And that I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to get that tattooed on my, on my body somewhere. I think it's on my butt. <laughs> on my butt. You're going to write that out. So I can, write... but yeah. don't tell my, don't tell my crews because I'm supposed to be a hard ass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But no, I mean, that, that's important to me. It's important to me when I talk to people, when I talk to people about politics, you know, I mean, this last election cycle is so fucking hard for me to watch. I saw families getting torn apart. I saw, you know, yeah. siblings not talking to my yeah. folks and all this stuff. And, you know, I mean, I just, my heart just went out to everyone. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because I mean, uh. everybody was so goddamn convinced they were right, you know, yeah. and we're all wrong. Yeah, you know, right. I mean, yeah, you know, and so we're all fighting this fake battle that doesn't fucking matter, you know. And I mean, honestly, that was a transformative time for me, almost as much as the divorce. It's just yeah. watching all these people that I love go at it. You yeah, know? I mean, it, it was just it floored me. I thought, you know, this this isn't what my kids need to see. Yeah. No. And I wonder you know, if it stems from there's that that brings up a like my mind is just rolling as you talk, Steve. Because it's almost like we need a villain. Like God yeah. needs the devil. Black needs white. It's point. like there's this need to, we got to gather. Yeah. To, yeah. Right. As a yeah. Christian. There's nothing that bonds us together more than an enemy, a common yeah. enemy. Yes. Yeah. Which is probably like why we talk drama and all these things. Right. Because it binds us in this weird way. Yeah. Well, it's because we're right. <laughs> right, right, right. I'm sorry, but being right, right. causes 95 percent of problems in our life. Right. That's, yeah, you're right. That that that's, you know, it, it it's it's such a weird journey to to go from one mindset to another mindset because even in my own journey, and I'm I'm still like walking this out. Where you know when I first kind of walked away from that that dogmatic conservative view, it was then. I was then conversations on like Catholics are right, Protestants are wrong, Baptists are right, and this like what I mean like rather than just focusing on Christ brings us all together, like let's celebrate and love in that and just be together as a community rather than putting up walls in between us and causing hate. Oh, that's see that brings up that you know going to the to the topic at hand, which you know we're jumping on on both sides of the fence on. The, the, the yeah the, the you know the religion spiritual stuff and then also the political stuff but i mean it, it, it's so important to um rather than focusing on the differences focusing on the commonalities and rather than focusing on democrat republican i think one of the things that well, i think what i'm hearing for us to encourage all the listeners to be open to is we're really a part of something much bigger than that. And that's the human race. Yeah. You know, it's like you go beyond even being an American, yeah, you know, yeah. like we're, we're humans. And I heard an astronaut uh, being interviewed about his time in space and, and how did it change him? And, and he spent like 260 days in space. And, when he was asked, you know, how, how did it impact you? Did it, did it change anything in you? And 
he said, yes, absolutely. He said, I have a one world view. He goes, we're all just little, little mm -hmm. ants yeah. and we're all together on this yeah. one little planet. Yeah. And, it, and that just, it was fascinating to me. I thought, you know, isn't that, that, isn't that interesting? I mean, cause if you, if you look up, you know, space stuff, I love looking at NASA and looking at all the different things yeah. and, and you do, it's like you, you pull away from earth and you pull away, pull away, pull away. And pretty soon earth is just this little blue dot, right. like a little marble. And to think that, whoa, there's 7 billion of us yeah. little ants and it, we're so divided. This group, that group, that, yeah. group, that group, that group. It won't, unless, unless we do the work where we're like looking inwards and finding out why we're so, oh, like, like, why am I so angry? Why am I feeling? And like resolve that it's going to take something like artificial intelligence growing to be something fucking terrible like like terminator or it's going to take some like alien versus predator type shit that brings us together as a community it's either going to be forced upon us when like we just like make it work because we have to for like, extinction purposes or we're going to have to do the work and really delve into like why am i the way am i am why do i believe everything that i believe why do i get upset at fill in the blank and if you can't sit down and like really delve into that and process that for yourself we're just on a trajectory of more anger and more civil upset and more civil war and just like we can get past this we just need to want to change and make the change ourselves all of uh, everything you just said was so beautiful but the one thing that i loved i was so determined timmy don't bring up aliens don't bring up aliens or extraterrestrial uh -huh. thank goodness <laughs> ding 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 now motherfuckers we'll so that brings this will up divide us. That, <laughs> ah, there we go i love it I you're love welcome it. and see that what's so fascinating about that is I, I agree wholeheartedly i think that if whatever it would be right yeah. i mean it, let's just say it's not extraterrestrials which the, i do want to bring that up and we'll mm. talk about it um armageddon but but if if an asteroid was headed yeah. towards earth an annihilation a cataclysmic event uh you can sure bet we would be putting down all of our bombs and, yeah. and all of our stuff and we'd oh. be talking with each other and yeah. fucking figuring this shit out mm -hmm. right you know oh, absolutely i don't think we would be as divided yeah so i um did you guys hear that recent um, story of the Israeli um, highfalutin guy that that has come out about um, extraterrestrials are real? Have you guys heard about this? No. Mm -mm. None of you have heard about this. No. No. Oh, Steve, please tell me. I will. I will look this up actually while we're uh, sitting here, and <laughs> uh, because it's something uh, that's worth talking about. Aliens are real. And it's an Israeli. Um, there we go. Put it. I'll put it in my deal. Former Israeli space security chief says extraterrestrials are real. They exist, and Trump knows about it. Uh, the article goes on to say, and this was like this is picked up like ABC News. Like this isn't like. I mean, this was a federation. Yes. I love this. We're going like straight to Star Trek. Yeah. You know, did you hear? So do you know what they're calling the, the men and women? Of guardians. Space? Yes. I don't, that I awesome they are the guardians of our galaxy. <laughs> yes. I'm so, excited. I'm so happy about this. I, it makes me want to be a part of the space yeah. force. I want yeah. to join it. But, it, but the, the article says this. Can this is this is fun. A former Israeli space security chief has sent eyebrows shooting heavenward by saying that earthlings have been in contact with extraterrestrials for a galactic federation 
the unidentified flying objects have have asked not to be published that, that they are here. Humanity is not ready, Haim Hashid said, former head of the Israeli Defense Ministry Space uh, Dictorate, told Israel's Yodiot Haronot newspaper the interview in Hebrew ran on Friday and gained traction after parts of it were published in English by the Jerusalem Post. This is like this has become a, a big story. Um, like I said, NBC, ABC, I mm-hmm. mean, CNN even brought it up, uh, Fox, you know, yeah. um, I, yeah, I'm just curious, are, are we divided on that? I mean, S- Steve, have you had any contact with aliens lately and have they said anything interesting to you or? Well, not lately. I'm I'm on coffee tonight. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> if you were on wine, I bet the aliens would come. <laughs> no, wine just gives me a headache, man. But, uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I don't doubt there's other life forms out there. I mean, it's an awfully fucking big universe, you know. You know, I'm not entirely sure they'd want much to do with us, but I, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know. Yeah. You know, I mean, it, that. That's do you it. want there to be? Oh fuck yeah, I do. Oh, okay, yeah. I want, I want to go through the Stargate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, he says this now until they're like the worst kind of aliens. Right. <laughs> you know, like, and then the Stargate comes, he's like, "Fuck, I asked for this." Sorry, Dude, I'm guys. one of the guys. If they're like the ship to Mars is one way, I'd be like, "Get out of my seat." Yeah, so, yeah, I mean, that's right. Yeah, I mean, yeah. What an yeah. adventure that would be. I'd, I'd meet the aliens. It'd be glorious two seconds mm-hmm. before I found out they were a predator, not you know, but. Glorious two seconds. You got two millennia of anal probing. You're about to get my man. Like I hope, I hope you're strapping in. You know, the, the, so it's funny. I ask you that because in my own mind, like, why would I want it to be true? Like you, the universe is big. I, it, it would be kind of shocking if there weren't some kind yeah. of life, something. Yeah. But think of um, the answers they'd have. Oh, that well, that okay. Oh my God. So, so you ask what? Why would well, I what? want that to be true? And here's why: I would want that to be true because I would love for another alien you know for an alien to come and say here's the story of creation and and to be able to it's almost like proof like as soon as we could actually send a satellite up into the space that we could say no the earth isn't maybe flat it's 100 percent a fact it's a sphere mm-hmm. it would be neat to have some answers to our creation story like i said just this is what? way out there like what if what if the aliens came and said what happened was we actually started on this planet, blah, 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 blah. And it was, you know, millions of years later and an asteroid was coming. And so we escaped to this planet earth. Like it'd be weird. Just go, Oh, the origin story. Like how did it really begin? So why do you think the word extension? Cause you brought this up the last time, right? Why do you feel like we're an extension of them as opposed to just, we're Earth and they're yeah. wherever they're yeah. independent. Absolutely. There's no connection at all. Right? They don't know anything about us. And they're like, we don't or, know. Like, yeah. What? The, who are you guys? Right. Yeah. Right. What happens no, when they these... get here because they've been searching for their origin story? Right. Right. I was just gonna say. I was just gonna say. Right. Yeah, they're asking first us. Question when they get how did we? How did we get here? How do we get here? <laughs> Well, no, these like, these motherfuckers are going to be smarter than us. They already know that like, we're not going to learn shit from these people. Whatever yeah. Wilson and his podcast, we're not going to learn from the Earthlings. Right. We're gonna, I doubt they're speaking the yeah. same language. Like that's a whole nother thought experiment. But yeah. I think it's funny because I've, I've wondered this too. And I think this all matters with everything we're talking about. But I've often wondered, because we know human humans go back hundreds of thousands of years, probably millions, but hundreds of thousands of years that we know through science. So what, what was the Jesus story 
a hundred thousand years ago. In other words, what was the narrative? What was the collective? What was the, mm-hmm. you must believe oh. this to go to a better place when you die. And here's where your life started. Like, what were they told? Does that make sense? Yeah, but like, how, what's the connection between, I, that, that makes sense, but how do you connect that to the alien thing? Well, that's just it. Origin story or oh, gotcha. our beginnings. Yeah. You know, where do we come from? Or did we just, you know, did God or put us, you know, make us like Adam and Eve kind yeah. of the story yeah. thing? Yeah. Or did we literally evolve as, you know, little the single celled organisms right. and right. we split, blah, 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 right. you know, like, is that how it went? Um, and I'm not asking. I think the I, thing that have, I you know, struggle with from an origin story or talking about the aliens the most is, everything that we think about aliens is based off of the framework that we, that that's here. Mm-hmm. Like I said, this the last time we think they're going to have eyes, ears, nose. They they're, they're different because they're aliens. They're going to be a little bit more deformed than we are. Right. But this, this article you brought up made it sound to me, unless I misunderstood almost like they're exactly like us and they're living amongst us, but people don't know that they're because humans aren't ready to be, that knowledge, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's almost like the Adam and Eve type thing. Don't let them eat from the apple because then they'll know the the, the, the mm-hmm. knowledge of good and evil, right? So don't tell them. And so I guess I struggle with that because I think that if there are aliens, I think that it will be a form of life that's so different than we even understand it because, because science has told us how life originates and is formed mm-hmm. here on Earth we make the assumption that that's how it's formed in some other galaxy. And so, right. and because of the way it's formed with the, the, the uh, characteristics here, you know, it's, we think they're going to look like us, but what if, what if it's, what if they're made out of light or something right. in this other, yeah. and well, they don't they, breathe oxygen, yeah, and they don't breathe they, oxygen. Well, right. they, maybe they walk around as like pieces of wood. Right. You know exist, what I'm saying? Like right. they exist in one of the other 20, whatever dimensions. You know? Yeah, exactly. That's the part that I struggle the most is, is that all this conversation is built off of the understanding of how we understand the world that we live in today. Yeah. And I question if there's really life out there that it's that it's going to look anything like this because we are smart as a race. We're going to Mars. Why aren't we seeing anything up there? So it makes me think that there is no other life in our galaxy, but there could be in other galaxies. But life was formed com- out of completely different materials there than it was the way that we understand life here. Yeah. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense to me because I I watched a a science show and they were talking about, you know, we're looking for other earth like planets, you know, uh, earth's twin. Right. And, and my brain went to what you said is like, well, that's how, what we would need for life. Yeah. But if it's another right life form that breathes on Ukabuki. Yeah, exactly. You know, and then it, we're looking for the wrong thing. We're looking yep. for other human existence. Well, maybe we're the only ones that are exactly technically human. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. I, I think that if they showed up and they were bipedal with two eyes and external hearing, I mean, that would be an argument for common origin more than it would be. A common, yeah. That's a good know? point. Yeah. I mean, Oh, interesting. Yeah. 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 I mean, if they were like that, you would think there was some sort of, if they were out. remotely like us, you know, bipedal with two arms, that'd be enough for me. I'd be like, yeah, there's a common source there. Cause if you look at how life evolves on earth, you know, I mean, same, same planet, you know, and you see, you know, species that get separated and, you know, then by the time they're, you know, you reunite samples later and they can't, they can't interbreed anymore. They're completely different, you know, 
And uh, so, I mean, I think that they resemble us at all. I mean, that, you know, I really hope they're the reptile things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's you, the coolest theory. That was that. Okay. So conspiracy theories, right. Which I think it, the in impact or I don't know if it impacted, it definitely played some kind of role in the landscape of politics mm-hmm. and, and, I don't know if you were referring to a conspiracy theory that's out there, but that that Hillary Clinton was is actually a reptilian. Oh, I've heard really? everyone's a reptilian. It's awesome. Oh, have you heard that one? Oh, I mean, uh, shit. You you watch YouTube, Maddie. <laughs> <laughs> you, you're getting some. Wait, weird I thought everything on YouTube, YouTube was factual. It's not. Oh my God! Wait, guys. Wait. <laughs> I got to make some retractions. Well, the, <laughs> the paid version is not the free one, though. Yeah, I'm too I, cheap for that. Yeah, I, I actually, I actually met someone that that actually believed that. What that believed that, in the reptilian? Yeah, yeah, that like Hillary and yeah, like believed in that pizza thing. Believed mm-hmm. in like hardcore that yeah, Oprah was drinking the blood of. No, I don't mean like they didn't. They actually, actually believed it. Mm-hmm. They believe it that there are reptilians and. You know, I was like, what that that to me comes back to I think, Will, you you brought this up, and that is if someone does believe that, then I'm like, I'd want to dig deeper to understand why that's an important belief for them, right? You know, I mean, mm-hmm. like that that to me is the I mean, I think when all the stuff that we're talking about and the stuff that divides us is this it's it's that shared construct or it's that shared myth or shared narrative that not isn't necessarily it's like you were saying about the astronaut, right? When the astronaut removes himself and he's looking down, he just sees what's natural and can be proven biologically. There's a sphere in front of me that I know because I've been there that's rivers and water and he sees it all right. But what he doesn't see from that position is all the, the shit, the noise, Mm -hmm. the smoke, all the shared constructs and beliefs that we all believe in that divide us that, that aren't, that can't be proven. Right. And so I guess to me, the part that, you know, it'd be interesting to know about other life forms is that, is that, is that a dynamic that's happening here only? And how much of that really propels us? Like Yuval was in Sapien's book saying that's how humans have progressed so quickly is because of these shared constructs. Right. Was that the case for this other life form? And do they have anything like that that's helped them evolve or was it completely something different? Yeah. Because it's those shared myths that divide us. Right. I guarantee the aliens will be like, no, we fucking killed all, all our Republicans. Or, <laughs> <laughs> no, we, we, we eradicated all the Democrats. Like, we, like, you know, they'll, they'll yeah. be like, no, we fucking got rid of that shit. Yeah. Trump's an alien. That's what it is. <laughs> Trump's the alien. <laughs> you know, I, this does, this does, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll wrap this up now. And we got about 10, 15 minutes here. Um, the shared constructs. That's the part is what is, how can I help not just myself be better, my family be better, my neighborhood be better, my, my county, my city, my state, Mm -hmm. my, you know, country, my world. It does start with us as individuals, you know, Mm -hmm. and, and being able to, to look at you and you and you and everybody else that's listening like the astronaut did is we're one we're all one yeah why would it matter if you for whatever reason voted for trump or for whatever reason you voted for biden like you know my i mean just the way i'm wired could be wrong 
But the way I'm wired is I find that so silly. Like I really do. Like when people like the Facebook, when I see people, you know, fighting on Facebook, I, I literally in my brain, I'm like, wow, why does that matter? And this doesn't mean I'm better than anybody else. It's just, I've, right. I was there and I've, I've grown away from that mindset of needing to, uh, uh, hold the exclusive absolute truth and anybody that doesn't believe like me is mm -hmm. has to be wrong because i need an enemy you know i've grown away from that and how Does can i influence others to to not grow to believe what i believe but at least grow to a point of being okay with someone that votes different than you is it does it bother you because you're saying that you're taking such a small portion of the like there's so much more to that person yeah but yet because they said made a comment that was pro-trump or something yeah that you make that now that's the majority of who they are when you're like but and they and everyone's like you know you see in the comments they're all fighting and blah 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 and i'm gonna unfriend you and you're like you took you on you know you guys divided over a friendship that was two percent of of something mm -hmm. that you believed and made it the the 98 percent. is that where is that kind yes, of your point yeah absolutely yeah 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 i think focusing on what we where we're common like what you said i thought that was fascinating lance about the the republican party and the the uh, democrat party <laughs> and the policies and how you read down yeah. the line yeah boom, 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 boom. and you were like whoa yeah they're pretty much the same yeah I mean, you know, I mean, you said yeah. little nuances yeah. here and there, but for majority was pretty close. Right. And I think that I think probably most people are similar to us in the sense of if you got right down to the policies, I think we're a lot closer. Yes. Mm -hmm. The majority is a lot closer, I think, than than social media is allowing it. In other words, it's the it's the pardon me for in, if this is you, <laughs> but it's like the crazy people are the ones that we're hearing from. Oh yeah. But they mm -hmm. don't represent the majority. Right. Does that make sense? It's like, it's like yeah. the, the, the Kyle mentioned this last week, you know, the Westboro Baptist church that everybody mm -hmm. knows the Fred Phelps mm -hmm. group and how hateful they are. And they're Christian. They love Jesus and they're Christians. Right. That's their, I mean, you know, it's a Baptist right. church, but that doesn't represent no like that doesn't represent christians no. you know yeah, what i mean like yeah. and just like the you know the islamic uh the extremists that that blow themselves up right well that doesn't represent the majority no. of, of of muslims right. well, that's because our parents make shitty tv <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah i mean yeah i mean who are we going to cover recover which wheel gets the oil you know yeah. and you know i mean the thing is it's convenient for everyone because all right first of all we like we love to have a villain we love to have a villain i can't i can't disagree with you because you're a little bit left i'm a little bit right no 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 if i if i'm if i'm a little bit right i gotta disagree with somebody who wants to take my guns and take my god right. and take my freedom right. all right and if i'm a little bit left i got i gotta disagree with somebody who's gonna you know put babies in cages at the border and right. you know make homosexuality a crime and all this stuff you know i i can't I can't disagree with Lance because I probably agree with him on 85% of the shit we could sit down and discuss. Yeah. Right. You know, I, yeah. you know, I mean, I don't know you, but I might be able to disagree with you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's it. So that's <laughs> very possible. So that's the, for me, that's the growth then for all of us and for those listening. So the, what I hear you saying is the, the growth 
the challenge for us is to look for where we can agree rather than where we divide. But here's the question though. How can I differ from you and, and it not bother you? Like what, what do you need? What do we need as individuals mm, that's a good question. To, to, do we need to be more secure, more uh, a, a whole, more centered, more peaceful? Like what do we need to where when someone says like me, right? That I get triggered. If someone says I'm an evangelical Christian, and I believe Jesus is the only way. How can I not be instantly triggered by that? instantly get that that like you said that feeling when that commercial came on and you were thinking your buddy was going to take right. that as a pot shot for right. you know right. slamming your political right whatever like what what do we do as individuals to grow to the point where we're not triggered i think this is where i brought up steve you you had you'd mentioned today with your buddha i think this is where the concept of of suffering in the buddhist where when you identify with something too much and it's challenged, you're, you're going to, that's, that's the concept of suffering, right? In the Buddhist mentality at probably at a very simple level, but, but to your, I think what we're all, when you look at our views, right? We've, we're okay. We don't identify. So we used to identify with something. Well, you said everything you did was right. You identified with that. And so if anybody challenged that, you were, it was going to be painful and suffering then up, came upon, right? So is, is the concept of suffering appropriate here? Because the less, this is where I struggle though, the less where you identify with something, the less you're going to get upset about it. But the more, but I also think that identity is super important. So I, I don't know mm -hmm. where that happy balance is. I, this is where we start like delving a little bit more into stoicism and like, understanding that like it's not without emotion you're, you're living a life with emotion and feelings and but but you don't hold on to it as strong i'm sure there's a lot of similarities mm -hmm. between yeah yeah what, what you've stoicism what, yeah yeah there's a this I'm book really interested in that. there's an audible that i listened to called uh happy by darren brown it's about 11 hours long darren brown is a, a famous magician over in the uk and uh he his his modern view on stoicism mind changing for me i love that book uh but yeah there's a lot of stoicism traits that i've picked up and just being able to be like okay cool like I, I do have my character i still have the things that build whose will but like i had to let go of my dog and like that was something i very enjoyed my dog for the time that i had and, and, and you know i don't get sad about it now i just know that i enjoyed the time i had and then let it go when when it was time those are, those are the kind of things that I'm trying to invest more of my heart and my mind into is just a little bit more stoicism. Yeah. I would say Jesus for sure was a stoic. I mean, it, you know, he talked about not being tossed to and fro by every wind and wave, mm -hmm. which is the stoicism teaching is that, as I understand it, I'm very, uh, uh, very new to it. Um, but it's that I'm not moved by out, out external. It's, I set the set of the sail. In other words, it's not the winds and the, it's the set of the sail and that's what I'm in charge of. And that's kind of the, yeah. I think that's kind of the basis of the stoicism is I'm centered regardless of like that. what's going on around me. Yeah. And you know, I think one thing a lot of people need to realize is, you know, they don't have to invest emotionally in everything that pops up mm -hmm. into their brain. You know, I mean, I'm not going to explain it in depth right here now, but you know, I, I learned a concept about the monkey mind, you know, and it's mm -hmm. an evolutionary Yes. element in our mind it's not our rational mind it's programmed to look for danger and look for challenges and and it just starts screaming you know and uh 
you know, as long as the monkey mind's going off, we're not thinking rationally. So when, when mm-hmm. we see something and we're, you know, we're triggered, we automatically, boom, fight or flight. That That's the monkey mind acting, you know. Mm-hmm. And only by shutting that the hell down can we stop and can we think about why, why. Mm-hmm. You know, because anger is a secondary emotion. Yeah, right. I mean, there's nothing that happens to me that makes me angry. There's something that will happen to me and it'll hurt me physically. Yep. And it'll make me angry. There's something that'll happen to me. It'll hurt my ego, hurt my pride, and it'll make me angry. Yep. But nothing directly makes you angry. So, yeah. I mean, until you can shut the monkey mind up, yep. and that's that's what a lot of what the mindfulness meditation I yes. mm-hmm. is about. Yeah. You know, yes. You know, you, you practice telling the monkey. You know, yeah, that, that's nice. Thanks for taking it to my attention. You know, mind the breathing for a bit. You know, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, then then you can just. And you don't stop it. You never stop feeling. I mean, that's no. that's just not no. fucking reasonable. People no. who say that, you know, that's just crap. But you can slow it down. Yes. And you can say, the fuck's going on? Mm-hmm. Epictetus, yeah. one of the first Stoics mm-hmm. uh, in, in writing history, uh, stated that in between stimulus and response lies a moment to choose. Yes. And that is like 100% how I, like, man, I've had to, I've had some pretty tough moments where i had to choose how i was going to respond and i still to this day i'm i'm proud of how i responded to some of these 2020 events mm-hmm. uh but that came because i recognized the stimulus that was happening uh, happening at that moment was affecting me in such a way and that monkey mind that was screaming all these different things you have that moment and you get to listen to it you get to react properly but you have that choice to choose get to act properly yeah yeah if you react that's the monkey mind going yeah right that's the thing well know? yeah that's uh, eckhart tolle teaches in the in the power of now about uh the moment that you're talking about when you recognize the monkey mind is the point of awakening and the point of the you know beginning of enlightenment mm-hmm. you know it's to be enlightened or to awaken within is mm-hmm. to recognize who is exp- i'm i'm having this anxiety or this fear but it's that's just a feeling that's i'm that's, not fear your pain, i'm not anxious your pain bodies right out. yes yeah. it's the pain body it's it's i'm i'm experiencing this emotion yeah i'm mm-hmm. experiencing this feeling or this emotion of anxiety right you know it's i'm not anxiety right so well, I, that which that is was where the identity where the suffering part of it right mm-hmm. is yes that's when we can when we can separate that that's 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 critical, I think, in all of well, this. Type it's of li- it's world changing. Like I, I have a hard time relating to people that don't think like that. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I do too. I do too. Because you know, I have like a really, really long fuse. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like for having a really, really long fuse. And oh man, I'll I'll be talking with people and they'll start blowing up about stuff anymore, and I'll be like. I, I don't even know what the fuck's going on. Yeah. You're just like, monkey you mind, know. monkey mind. <laughs> I'm like, hey, hey, why don't we stop and unpack this for a moment? Yeah. And they just keep on yelling. I'm like, I'm going to go play somewhere else. I mean, yeah. but no, I mean, it really is. It really changes the way you see things when, you know, you realize that you have that moment. It's a paradigm shift. It's yeah, a definitely, yeah. it's a mental shift that changes. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, that's a very important moment where all of a sudden you have a choice where before you didn't. You know, mm-hmm. that's why I make sure to distinguish between reacting and acting. Yeah. You know, because, you know, it, it, it kind of fucks with your head, too, because I own my actions, you know. And so, you know, that, that's the other reason it's important for me to say that, because, you know, people, I can't necessarily make them own their reactions. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, 
it, which kind of sucks because I like to say I own my actions. I do something, I'll mm-hmm. own it, I'll do it. But you know, a lot of people just react to pain. And there's, yeah. there's yeah. a shitload of pain out there it's, right it's now. It's shame. It's just a shame spiral. My fears, I'm going to put them on you. Mm-hmm. And then you get to attack me back. Right. And then we just get to live this together. So I'm not alone in my yeah. pain. Really yeah. Boring. And you know, and I have a hard time holding people accountable. Shit, they do out of pain. I've done some horrible shit out of pain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have too. Yeah. yeah I, I think the one thing that, that uh, Eckhart Tolle taught that has helped me is anytime I feel my ego being threatened or my monkey mind wanting to activate, I, I just stop and put my attention on my breath mm-hmm. and, and get out of my head and, and just breathe. Yeah. You know, I had it happen the other day, uh, got stopped at a train and it seemed like I was hitting every red light. As soon as the train started coming, I was like, Right. Yeah. And it just it, 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 it just yeah. it, it literally helped me to settle myself and quiet the monkey mind. All right, guys. So let's let's uh end this podcast with um an antidote, if you will, you know, some kind of a, a food for thought for helping all of us become more uh open minded and not so uh closed minded to any other uh thing out there, you know. Uh, so my, my two cents on that topic would just literally to, to know and understand maybe what you believe isn't true or isn't exactly as you believe it to be true. In other words, maybe someone else could contribute to your life. Maybe someone else, you know, to make this biblical, cause that runs in my mind because I was a teacher for so long, you know, every person you meet could be Jesus, right? Mm. I mean, I, I was taught that. So if, if I meet that person that doesn't vote for me, I mean, is that Jesus in disguise, right? Or in, like, the, what I, I think the greater truth there for me is that you just never know what grain of truth you're going to get from every person you meet, even when they are not in your sphere. Mm. You know, they're, they're, I, I talked to, I spent about 15 minutes actually talking to a homeless lady uh, the other day and I didn't want to talk to her. You know, she was stinky. She was clearly not together in her mind. And, um, I was a little uncomfortable, but something in me just said, if that was, uh, you know, somebody, Brad Pitt, you know, yeah. would you want to talk to him? Or if that was somebody yeah. else, you know, if that was someone that was important to you or that interested you, Right. You would you would definitely engage in a conversation with them. Right. Yeah. And so I just I started asking questions and started talking to her and uh, learned some interesting things and just walked away just with an appreciation, actually, that thank God I'm my screws aren't that loose at this point. Um, And so I, I think that's the one thing that I would just say is just be open to others thoughts and ideas maybe you can learn and grow and don't be scared that they're going to flip you or change you be secure in your own beliefs but be more curious than conflictory you know want to fight will yeah you, you took some of the words right out of my mouth when when talking about like wanting to understand seeking to understand and taking that more of a I, I can learn from you approach when talking to anybody um yeah that's 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 the main like takeaway is just to be able to be open to learning 
Oh, and 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 maybe you'll hear things and you'll realize this person is batshit crazy. Right. And I can learn something from their batshit craziness. Um, but sometimes I don't know. That's it's just there's a, a huge step to go from I'm right to maybe I can learn. And that's where I am. That's what I just want to learn. I hope everyone joins in on that. Yeah. Lance? Yeah, I think building off of that, you know, same same theme. I think having the relationship with the person that that I'm having this encounter with that maybe I don't agree with um, enough that I can spend time with that person digging into understanding why they believe what they believe. I mean, they're, you know, not just operating in a vacuum. And so uncovering the layers for me to understand why an issue is so important to them that they're, you know, at the moment, the way it's manifested is they're willing to die on the hill or fall on the sword for it. Right. But, but there's a reason for that. And, and, you know, I'm a real lover of just mankind and humans and I love people's stories. And so, you know, once you dig into that, you know, is it, you know, is it a fear of, of, uh, you know, being ostracized from a group or you grew up Christianity. And so you feel like, you know, these, all my friends are Christians. If I don't believe, you know, but, but, you know, being armed on my end with the right, how to ask the right question to help them kind of dig into that, I think is really, you know, interesting and critical for me. Yeah. But um, I, I, I've always enjoyed those types of conversations and I've had enough of them now and, and understood from listening and reading and, you know, educating my own self that there's reasons that are driving us that is the catalyst behind these types of things. And I, and I think that's the part that fascinates me, you know, why you have so many tattoos. There's a reason behind it, right? I mean, yeah. you know, it's different than me. And so, um, you know, to, to uncover what those differences are, I think is where we end up finding that there's a lot of similarities. And if there's not, there's probably a significant amount of empathy and grace that, you know, like you said, with the, with the homeless lady that, that you can find that it's like, you know, you and I aren't that different when it, you know, gets boiled and distilled down to just, the things that are the most important in the end. Yeah. What about you, Steve? Oh. Your one antidote. Fix the world for us right here, right now. Breathe. <laughs> That's actually a really good That's one. Never yeah. bad That's never yeah. bad That's advice. That's never bad advice. Good advice. It, unless you just keep yelling at everybody, then maybe stop. But I'm yeah. joking. <laughs> <laughs> Not, you know, I mean, the thing is, take that moment we were talking about. All right. With, when you're talking to someone and they trigger you take that moment and realize that's not that other person's trigger. That's your trigger. Right. You know, and if you're walking around with that many raw nerves hanging out, you know, you need to look at those because the rest of the world can't see them. Nah, yeah. That's so good. Mm -hmm. and, and then the other thing is just fucking love people more, man. I mean, quit nailing your aunt to the cross, you know, yeah. I mean, don't don't tear your family's part over political bullshit. You know, people are going to disagree and nobody has a monopoly on truth. And the first person you got to realize is you're part of that. Nobody, you know, I mean, yeah. I'm absolutely usually wrong. Yeah. You know, I got no problem saying that. 
you know, I, I, and I don't care what we're talking about. I'm usually wrong, you know. I want Except to on right. the aliens, you were right on that. Yeah, yeah. What did I say? <laughs> I don't know, but you believe in them. <laughs> right. That's so. That's the final message. We there want we the go. aliens to show up. Cheers! <laughs> Come I want on, them everybody. To take me with them. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, it was so awesome. Thank you so much for being here yeah. and joining us. It was fantastic. Peace out, everybody.